word of the day. You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Today's words of the day. All right, I, should, I guess I should say today's. Yeah, no, today's words of the day. That doesn't sound a little funny coming off the tongue. I want to play. Actually, no, you keep going. You go. Okay, right thank you. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say something, but never mind. Today's words of the day. Cozen. Uh, C-O-Z-E-N. That is to cheat, deceive, or trick. Cozen. So I will try and use Cozen in the sports analysis. And Flan, as you just heard, who just kicked in there a second ago, uh, his word of the day is pretendinitis. Ooh. A made-up injury to get out of doing something. Sounds like LeBron when he played the Warriors. Uh, a bunch of pretendinitis going on there. So... Uh, those are the words of the day. We will try our hardest to work them in. Episode sixty nine. It is episode sixty nine. Flan, yes. what were you gonna what were you gonna contribute there at the start? Uh no nothing. Okay. Very good. All right. Yes, episode sixty nine. We got a <coughs> ton of stuff going on today. A bunch of talking points. Uh Tim Brown's stat of the day. That one's up in the air because we are recording a little earlier today. Uh Tim's getting a haircut, so I don't know if he's gonna be available. Uh but then we have our hockey talk, Geekin and Deacon with Lucas Spence. Uh, he's going to talk about the NHL trade deadline, Mike Francesa, because we've been following him on Twitter. Basically, just the uh, the Twitter handle back after this, and it's the Funhouse. It's uh, a guy that edits Mike Francesa's clips of his senil- uh, senility, and then we talk about gritty. Senility, that's a big word. It's a big word. I don't even know uh, what that means. But then we talk, it's what happens when you get old. Um, but oh. yeah, so, so Luca was off that sheesh. He opened up a nice bottle of wine before he got that started, so that that made for some fire takes. Stay tuned to that. And then we got a bunch of winners and losers, followed by the pop culture update. Um, Executive decision was made. No on this date in sports history because we just have too much going on right now. Um, We've also got the the Warriors heat game going on right now. You like the Miami Vice jerseys? I want one really bad. Yeah. I want a Wade one. For your your festivals? Uh, my, I'm going to Coachella in April, and I, uh, like, I like to have the Wade one. Oh. The one actually, I'm, I'm debating in the Wade one or buying a white 09 Curry jersey for the Warriors. Mm. One of the old school. The one with the we Warriors. Be, the We Believe. The Warriors one. written oh, across yeah. it. Yeah. I got you. I got the you. The one that's cool is they don't sell anymore. I wish I got one when I was a kid. It was the orange Warrior jerseys. The orange Warrior ones were cool. The ones that I liked growing up were the ones that said the city on them, mm-hmm. and they had the cable car number on the back with yeah. the last name underneath the number. I like the last name underneath it's the number. I like the, I like the orange We Believe jerseys the most. Okay. I, I look orange. That's my favorite color. Oh, is it really? Orange. That's interesting. Orange your favorite color, huh? All right. It pops. Well, with that being said, uh, you ready to get this started? Yeah. Let's get it on. Play this, might die, might die, I repeat my day. Oh, yeah. I'll wait for you. 
and welcome to the Cohort Sports Report. Gas bags with fun facts. The show by regular Joes for regular Joes. Sponsorship free because nobody wants to pay the sponsorship fee. My name is Jeff Woodward, joined in the studio garage by my friend, co-host Brendan Flanagan. Yeah, yeah. Very distant there. Maybe say it up next to the mic. <laughs> I have a bug. Oh, okay. I went to ham this past weekend. Got my uh, immune system went bonkers. Okay, we need to get that back. Um, as he hinted at the start, it is episode 69. Big nice. episode, biggest nice. episode we've had. Uh, I can't believe we made it this far. Almost a year. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Speechless. Um, all right. Thank you. That's what we need. Jeez, go to a doctor, man. They said there's no cure. Okay. <laughs> we got a lot to get going here. Um, Episode 69, baby. Let's, let's start. We have a ton of talking points. Oof. And I just want <laughs> to start this off by asking, Flan, I have a list of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight names here, and I want to get your opinion. Um, who do you think we're going to be talking about the most, not just today, but in like a month or two from now, right? So who's going to have the most consistent headlines with these names Bryce Harper Kyler Murray LeBron James Zion Williamson Le'Veon Bell Antonio Brown Tiger Woods or Robert Kraft this is LeBron definitely LeBron it's, it's not even I think I think it's for sure it's, it'll be LeBron he's on the Lakers and his team's probably not gonna be the playoffs and he keeps posting these most uh, the most selfish things on Instagram so yeah I need to backtrack this real quick. I made a note on the top of the paper here today because I thought of you when I saw this. It is National Protein Day. Is it? It is. Did you get your protein in? I have not gotten my shake in yet. You have not gotten your shake in? I have not gotten my shake in yet. Yeah, that's that's right. The post-workout shake there. Very nice. Yeah. All right. Back to the talking points. Um, So, yes, of course, LeBron, I figure he'll probably be the most, the most. But um, I look at this. After that, I think it's Kyler Murray or Zion. Well, that's interesting that you say that because with – with uh, Bryce Harper, I guarantee that he'll fade away once oh, this. Manny Machado's already faded away. That's right. Once Bryce Harper signs, the big deal with Bryce Harper right now is we're just waiting on him to sign somewhere. Is where are you going to sign? It's clear that he doesn't want to play in Philadelphia. The Phillies have given him an offer that he originally wanted. They've upped it a couple times. Now they're just outbidding themselves. He's taken meetings with the Dodgers and now another meeting with the Giants. I just wish that. It seems like he's waiting for. I mean, I might be a homer, homework as my Giants fan, but. It, he, I know he, every time he's come to the Bay, he always posts a picture on his Instagram so much how much he loves San Francisco. Every time the Giants won the World Series, he always congratulated the Giants. He never did that with any other team. Interesting. He congratulated the Giants, and he likes Bruce Bochy and Buster Posey a lot. Well, Bochy's not going to be around long term. I'm saying, though, he, he, Bo, uh, I guess Posey's a big sticking point. He wants to play with Posey, Yeah. supposedly from things I've read. And uh, it just seems like he's just waiting for the Giants to just make that same offer that the Phillies have. Mm-hmm. And then he just signed with the Giants. Yeah, well. But supposedly they, they they went there yesterday and they offered a long-term 10-year contract to him. Interesting. Or they're suggesting it. I, I truly <laughs> feel that he doesn't want to play in Philadelphia. He's waiting on either the Dodgers or the Giants. Uh, the thing is is that he, he hits terrible. He does not hit very well or bat very well at Dodger Stadium. <coughs> so at that point, it's just a mogul Same move. Same with AT&T. Then, yeah, but I mean, he had, he had a he had a, he had a good uh, playoff uh, playoff stretch in the division, but twenty fourteen regular season yeah. he didn't do anything. I'm looking at the uh, well, it's not a short porch, you know. It's that's what they got at Yankee Stadium. But I'm saying, um, McCovey Cove. I am that's shocked got his name the Yankees aren't it. even in there anymore. The Yankees have so much other talent that they're trying to manage. And I understand, but they they're the Yankees. They they're are stuck every, with that every terrible big, Stanton contract. 
Yeah, well. <laughs> All right. How many homers did Stanton have last year? Uh, that's a good question. I do not know. Let's look that up real quick. I think he was doing – he was raking early in the year. And then Judge kind of was injured half of last year, it seemed like. Last year, he had 38 home runs. How much is he getting paid? Like 28 or something like that? $30 million. So he got paid – oh, no, his salary is $25 million a year. He uh, batted – he paid $25 million last year for a two sixty six average and 38 home runs with well, when you're, 211 when, strikeouts. Oh, that's a lot of strikeouts. But, <laughs> when, but, I mean, honestly, though, when you're looking at a power hitter these days, you don't find any power hitters that hit for average. It's just they're, you're literally yeah. looking for power. It's going for broke. Yeah, so, I mean, you're not going to find very many Barry Bonds out there that hit for 500 home runs and also hit 330 batting average. Yeah. I mean, that's what, that's what made Judge so interesting two years ago in that one year. He was hitting for average, and he was hitting bombs. Then he kind of fell off. He didn't fall off, but he wasn't doing the same thing last year. I think other names on this list, speaking of falling off, that will fall <laughs> off once once they ink, you know, and they find their homes. Uh, Le'Veon. It's very interesting where he's going to go in free agency. I think it's also very interesting to, f- to note that he's overweight right now. He says it won't be a problem, but he did not stay in shape during this this whole holdout. Um, and no twenty four hour basketball. And then no. <laughs> and then Antonio Brown. Um, if he does get traded. There's a there's a couple of listed teams we'll be talking about that on Sunday with Mateo. He wants to go to L.A. Who Antonio? No, I I think well, Le'Veon wants L.A. or New York. Which L.A. team? Well, the Rams have Todd Gurley. I don't know how much longer they're going to hold on to him, but I, I, the Chargers would be. A, the, the Rams signed Gurley. I thought last year to a huge contract. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It'd be the Chargers or it'd be the Jets. Those Chargers are, aren't going to replace Melvin Gordon. Okay. He wants to go to the Jets. The Jets would be a that likely landing spot. absolutely god They have the money to sign him. That's all I'm saying. And then A.B., who thinks he's a free agent, but he's still under contract, and he's going to try and keep uh, acting out. There is somebody that wrote something down that the L.A. Rams can make a play at A.B. Hey, more power to him. Send me some of those pieces that helped you get to a Super Bowl. I'll take it. Who was the guy that, that was uh, drafted ninth overall that everyone's talking about now that's getting released or let go by a certain team? Drafted ninth overall. He's from Washington. Um, oh, John Ross. Yeah, some people are saying he's like he's from Cin- or he's in Cincinnati, but he was the one who set the forty uh, yard dash at the combine. Record. But did he? Has he just not done any? There's no hands or well, what? The, the Cincinnati has since come out and shot down those rumors and said, no, we're not shopping John oh. Ross. That was an outside report. So again, don't know, really know who to trust there. But yeah, AB fake with the, news. AB with the whole Instagram, Twitter posts, the videos demanding, you know, the freakouts, <laughs> the videos, the the bleached mustache, the whole I'm acting out for attention. Yeah. It'll see. It'll be interesting to see where he ends up. But yes, ultimately. I feel like Bryce, Le'Veon, and A.B. will slowly fade away from the uh, headlines. At least they're going to have to do their hardest to, to keep making headlines because we are going to gravitate towards these other names. Um, Tiger Woods, I only threw him on that list because the Masters are fast approaching. And ESPN's uh, having an orgasm about any time the Masters come around. A major really comes around at all. You have to bring up what are Tiger Woods' chances against the field, even though it hasn't been Tiger versus the field in many of years Since now. 07. Yeah. Um, another name on the list worth looking at is Robert Kraft, and I think Robert Kraft should just come out and if he wants to, pa- if he wants this storm to pass, he should just say yes. I went and got you know the the rub and tug. I I, I paid for or I, I I solicited, but I did not know that they were in a prostitution ring. You know, like he could he could try and and uh, minimize as much as as possible. Like yes, it's very embarrassing that I went and paid for sexual acts, but I had did no. Did he turn himself in? Uh, no, I don't yep. believe so. And he's going he, when the court date happens. He doesn't even have to show up in court. It could just be his lawyer. Uh, the types What's of pun- the point of that. I don't know. 
the types of punishment that he could face. I don't think he's going to get his team taken away. The lawyers in there was another, another rub and tug at the local <laughs> place in, Mass- in Massachusetts. No, it was in Florida, though, that he got it. In Jupiter, Florida, that he got it. No, the I know, but what if he, like, what, I mean. Oh, while he's hanging yeah. out in Boston. It doesn't sound like he does very much hanging out in Boston other than the Patriots games because he lives in Florida, got the rub and tug, and then on that day took off to go for the oh, AFC really? Championship game against Kansas City. So, yeah, yeah. That's a long-ass flight, too. Hey, I guarantee he slept through it, though. <laughs> No, but like he like like that game was at five o'clock Kansas City time. Yes, so that means that oh he, well, it's going back. In so time. That means that he stopped at like Florida. Like this is like ten. He probably left Florida. He probably le- yeah. He probably left Florida at noon. Yeah, this was like, but he was only in there for like fifteen minutes. Which the joke that everybody's running with now is that's fourteen minutes longer than Rick Pitino. So. <laughs> that's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, yes. So yeah, I think he should own it. Uh, types of punishment, I don't think are going to be too severe. I really don't think he gets his team taken away from him. I think he'll get a BS suspension and a yeah a a suspension ver- for an owner to make any sense. I'm going to watch it in my nice house. Yeah, so. a very big fine. Um, and you're going to tell me that he's not allowed to have any contact with the team for like half the season? I guarantee he can <laughs> send a text message and say, "Hey, do this," you know? Yeah. Or I mean, Belichick runs the whole damn thing anyway, so yeah. he just kind of. <laughs> the bigger name that Schefter had initially reported that was going to be in the in the report, I think, is a front because we have the list of people who were involved in the solici- solicitation. So unless the bigger name is somebody who was the ringleader behind bringing the girls to the salons or, or the, the parlors, um, I really think it was just a front there to try and minimize as much damage. It was kind of like the report. Tom Brady, that'd be so funny. Uh, <laughs> I doubt it. Um, that day just flies back to Kansas City. <laughs> yeah. Tom Brady's fine, all right? Giselle, that, that I would, yeah. I'm gonna leave I don't know, there. man. I thought the same thing with Tiger. He had that beautiful girlfriend or wife, and then he was just banging every... Yeah, those guys are just out of their mind. I don't get it. I don't get it. Maybe that was the most, like, that was the most shocking thing with Tiger Woods. I'd throw it, this up there, too, even though it's an old, creepy white man, you no, know, well, just getting well, his rocks well, off. Well, Tiger was known, he was, like, the fine, he was, like, the finally for... He was like the one sh- like out of all athletes, like no matter what color race, he was just he was just it seemed like he was good, the perfect, the example, the one you want your kids to look up to. And then <laughs> just just have like twenty mistresses. The standard is the standard. Yeah, and then it comes out come to find out that Tiger had a woman for every hole in the golf course. Yeah, it seriously. was just it was absolutely nuts. Um, what I don't like about the Robert Kraft thing is the Boston newspaper. I don't know the exact name of the newspaper, but there was a report that came out that said this was the biggest challenge of Robert Kraft's life. I was like, excuse me. It ain't no challenge. Man literally got caught with his pants down. Okay. And he paid for it. That ain't no challenge. He was bored and frolicked off. All right. He brought it upon himself. So I think the I think the Robert Kraft thing will be around for a little bit uh, once his initial punishment comes, and then that'll die down. And then once the football season starts up again, and we talk about the Patriots, that'll get it'll get brought up. It'll be interesting to see how the locker room responds to that. Uh-huh. So I think the three biggest names that are going to stick around have to be Zion, Kyler, and LeBron. Right? Zion, <laughs> we're going to get when it comes time for the tournament. He's now going to sit out for a third straight. And then game. the entire time leading up to the tournament, it's like who's going to take him? Who lottery, yeah. lottery draft everything. Who's tanking for him? I honestly don't even think uh, since he's gotten hurt, R.J. Barrett has played a lot better in those two games. Still, that he's been I mean, they lost the game and he was the one leading it. So I mean, I mean, I, but, I understand you have less talent on the team, mm-hmm. but I, you, I mean, I, you look at Zion, how much the better the team is, and then. You and then I mean. when he shows up at the com- at the draft combine for for the NBA, that'll be a huge deal. They'll make they'll they'll drool over how fast he can run, how how high he can jump. You know, I didn't even know there was an NBA combine two is. weeks ago, two yeah. years ago. I mean, oh, I was gonna say in the middle of summer, 
just at the most random time. Yeah, it's just, yeah, a couple it's, days. It's, just like, it's just in one small little Chica- I think it's like in Chicago or something yeah. like that. It's just very random. But yeah, between the uh, NCAA tournament. They open the back, the, the side doors. So they have more running room so they can do a full yeah. court sprint. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can't just stop within yeah. that five feet that's there. Otherwise, they'll hurt themselves. Um, but yes, between the ACC tournament, the NCAA tournament, and then the, the leading up to the NBA draft, Zion will surely get a bunch of uh, talking there. <laughs> and then we have to talk about Kyler Murray and the NFL Combine. The the sporting world, actually not the sporting world, just the NFL world is going to collectively lose their shit tomorrow uh, with the NFL Combine. It's a bunch of uh, overweight guys in spandex doing a bunch of uh, physical tests, not actually dressed up in football gear, and they're actually and then and then scouts and GMs are supposed to get an idea of what they're getting. You know, let's have a quarterback throw with no defense on the field, no shoulder pads or anything. But hey, we're gonna marvel over that 70 70 yard throw that he's tossing out there. You know, uh, it just doesn't make sense to me. But yeah, when we find out exact uh, Kyler's exact height, uh, his weight apparently he's put on weight, which I don't think is very smart because then that's taken away from your speed. Uh, the one benefit of the doubt I'll give him is he is a a baseball player, right? So as a quarterback. When he scrambles, he'll be able to get down. He'll know how to get down properly. He won't hurt himself, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Have, you, have you ever gone to see, like, Big Ben or Andrew Luck or one of those guys slide? It, uh, Tom Brady, it looks extremely, extremely uh, wonky and just gross. Like, yeah. they, you know, and those are guys that, well, I know Brady used to play baseball. You'd think that they would, they'd know how to slide correctly. But, um, yeah, the Combine, such a, I, I think it's such a joke. It's made for TV because the most important stuff, it doesn't even get televised, whether it be the medical reviews, the psych evaluations, the Wonderlick tests get published, but it's just all the mental and, and physical stuff. I don't care about the bench press. I don't care about your 40-yard dash. Uh-huh. I don't care about your cone drill. It all looks nice. You get all there in the Under Armour spandex, and you're good to go, and you're running around, and oh, boy, here he comes. <laughs> uh, it just it does not – it's a made-for-TV thing. 40-yard stash start tomorrow? I believe so, Ooh. yeah. I will say this, though, my hot take, because the, the Combine will run through the weekend. I believe that the Combine will get better numbers, viewership numbers, than the AAF will. So um, I just thought this was the 40-yard dash. I uh, see that um, over Super Bowl weekend they had Usain Bolt do the 40-yard dash when he hasn't, like... Yeah, and he did, like, 4-3. Yeah, then Chris Johnson, back when he was playing, said he could beat Usain Bolt in the 40-yard dash. Like, no. No, you could not. Yeah, he would have smoked your record, you too. You could not, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think it was like Carl Lewis or something that was trying to insinuate that Usain Bolt on uh, was on was on the juice, and it's like actually no, he's just four inches taller than you, <laughs> and you were really fast, but his strides are longer. Wasn't no, not Carl. There was some other uh, Gaddis. He was on the juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there were some guys that were trying to Gattis finger point, yoked, <laughs> trying to finger point at at uh, at Usain Bolt, and it's like no, no, he's actually just a freak of nature, yeah. is what he is actually. Um, all right, and then the last name, of course, is LeBron James, uh, dude. I don't know what to say about... I mean, actually, that's a lie. I got a bunch of hot takes on this, <laughs> and I'm ready to fire him off. LeBron James coming out and telling his <coughs> team, a team that he allegedly tried to trade away, mind you, that you guys, if you're distracted, you're playing in the wrong place. Uh, excuse me, what you're essentially telling your team is don't <coughs> is stop being distracted by all the distractions I'm causing. He's basically saying you shouldn't uh, sign a deal saying that Space Jam 2 is coming out in 2021. You shouldn't be doing a barbershop episode on a, on a week de- on a weekend for HBO. You shouldn't be uh, in the studio with 2 chains till 4 in the morning making sure an album gets produced. Showing up to games that you're not playing in, just sipping hella yeah. wine. There's a bunch of stuff going on there, Braun. Like, let's take a look at last year's record. The Laker, I mean, the LeBron-less Lakers... 
finished the season 35 and 47. That was with Lonzo missing some time too. And granted, LeBron's been close. To, er, he's been out close to a quarter of the season, but right now they're at 29 and 31. It seems like they're on pace for the exact same record. So what exactly is he bringing to this squad? Again, a squad that you're telling guys, you're trying to galvanize the locker room and get them to play harder just because you've been quote-unquote activated. You still, you're playing with a bunch of younger guys who, of course, are going to be in their feelings when they hear, oh, the best player in the world, my teammate, actually wanted me gone. He went down the wrong slope after that it Pacers game. He said, I told the, oh, he was saying on this media thing, stay off of social media, blah, blah, and then an hour later posts, uh, posted a picture congratulating himself on Instagram. Like a self-congratulatory yeah, post. <laughs> it's like, I can't wait. If he does, in fact, miss the playoffs, there's, okay, so it's an unstoppable force against a mo- an immovable object, right? The Lakers haven't made the playoffs the past five seasons. LeBron has made the playoffs, I mean, the finals, the past eight straight. I think it's almost not, or nine, eight or nine. One of those two. <coughs> One of those streaks then, is coming yeah, to an end. Well, uh, I didn't mind LeBron when he was in the Heat. Then when he went back to Cleveland and because Kyrie was there and he was able to get Kevin Love, I was like, I'm done with this dude. This guy's just he's just jumping around teams. With, like he was, if Kyrie was not in Cleveland, he would not have gone back to Cleveland. He's no longer the best player in the NBA. I'm willing to say that. He shouldn't even. I mean, I I never put it. I never thought he was in the goat. I mean, he's a, he's a great he's a great player, but I don't think he's in the. I never thought he's in the Michael Jordan. You can't question guys' desire to be in a place when we see clips of you just actively quitting on defense. He hangs out in the low post to try and poach rebounds. Whoever's guarding gets free open looks, and then when and it comes time to play help defense, he just doesn't. He just doesn't play. And I understand. No, the funny was he was had a, he was guarding a guy, shot a three, he was wide open, then he blamed his teammates for not. Getting, yes, yes, like, and it was like me? that was your man. That yeah. was your man. Now, d- is prime LeBron gone? Yes, I believe we are we are past the prime of LeBron James's career. I believe the injury showed that. Eventually, it just caught up with you. I don't care how also, much money you the, pump into your the body. The thing that I noticed I was waiting for him is that since his jump shot isn't the greatest, never been the greatest. The thing that was that was like I just take for example Kobe eight and Kobe twenty four. Mm-hmm. Kobe eight was much more like LeBron, a slasher, slasher, and then when twenty four came around, he was much more finesse like Jordan, where he shot the ball way a lot. better jump shooter. And Kobe was able. I think Kobe was able to last longer because of that. But I think now that LeBron's getting older and he's just still a slasher, it's just his weighing on his body big time. It's just yeah, you're running around, you're gaining weight during games. It's like I don't care how much, how many millions of dollars you put in your body in the off season, it's all going to catch up with you. And you know, props to LeBron. Eight straight finals runs, that's impressive. But you're also playing a lot of basketball. So when I say that prime LeBron is gone, that does not mean that we don't get flashes of what once was, right? Like, if they make the playoffs, I'm sure he'll explode and he'll have some 40-point games, but it's not going to be enough. Yeah. This is the, – the Lakers' expectation for this year was just to make the playoffs. That's what people were juiced about, and now they're hedging their bets saying, hmm, well, maybe we should start tanking. And if, I'm a, if I'm a Laker fan, I'm, I'm really like literally just questioning LeBron. Like, bro, are you even here to play basketball? Are you here to like make your brand bigger? Make the movies, expand on the pro- the production and music. He does his TV show. Granted, all that most of that stuff's done in the offseason. Which, by the way, anybody could do if they had a big of name as him. Yes, it's of not. Course. It's not like he's a genius that just ca- just stumbled across this stuff. Well, Uncle Colin, Uncle Colin Cowherd puts it the best. He's in his mogul stage. He's no longer in the let me chase championships or know, let I, me I, show I, off. I, he's I, in the mogul That's just one thing that annoys me when people say, oh, he's a great businessman. It's like, okay, anybody in his shoes would be a great businessman when your name is that big. Plus, what he said was you shouldn't come here to play basketball if you're, if you're prone to distractions. Well, why'd you come there to play yeah. basketball? You didn't even go there to play basketball. 
You went there because it's a big-ass market for you to expand your brand, and basketball just happened to be something that you could do playing for a big brand in itself. He's a cosign. That's what he is. I just I just wish people could – I mean, he might be smart. I don't know if he's smart or not. I really don't know. But I hate when people keep saying that he's smart because he's a great businessman where literally anybody with a head of rocks could be make the brand as big as him with, your, with a name that big. Yes, yes, and no. Because Dude, you you put the you, you LeBron's put LB on a damn pair of condoms, be the number one condom brand in fucking the world. That is true. <laughs> Dollar for the <laughs> effort. Um, so I think, I mean, it's just it's going to be very interesting to see what happens w- moving forward. Uh, I don't think they make the playoffs. I don't want to rule them out because it's not like I, you make any crazy marketing strategy. I won't. I won't be. I won't be surprised if they make the playoffs. But I won't be surprised. I won't be surprised I either way. LeBron. I won't be surprised either way. And I saw a Twitter. I saw something on Twitter today that was a conspiracy theory that said, "Hey, LeBron knows his path <gasps> to a championship is through the Warriors. What if he's purposely tanking so that way the Lakers get the eight seed and then they get the best of the Warriors in the first round and then he's there for the championship?" I don't think it works like that. The West is so deep that LeBron just does not have the pieces around him. Is the juice worth the squeeze of LeBron? Because you have to know that when he shows up, it. It's going to be rocky at first. You might eventually find your stride. But then when he leaves, you are left in shambles. Oh, and did you look see, at Cleveland the speaking, first time? Speaking of LeBron, did you see his, uh, his uh, preview for his, new, for his next episode of Barbershop? Uh, it's got Antonio Brown and Anthony Davis on did it. Did you hear Anthony Davis said it in the promo? I don't know. What did he say? He's like, I am my business. No one's going to tell me what to do. I'm like, uh, bro, well, you should have checked that out. The trade deadline, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Um, my agent do everything yeah. for me. No, no, no. Clutch, clutch Sports <laughs> is the one pulling strings there, yeah. big dog. But yeah, I, it doesn't. It there's a bunch of this stuff that doesn't make sense of it. For that reason, he will be the most talked about because he moved to LA. It was such a big deal. Um, he just doesn't have the pieces, and he's quit on his team. I'm gonna be completely honest. He's asking guys to buy in when he. It's all well and good to go and say something, but your actions are gonna reveal it. And that game against Memphis. This is a guy, and LeBron fans and LeBron stands will say, oh, he picks his spots. He doesn't have the help around him. It's like, not your last 14 games since LeBron's been back, the Lakers are 4-10. and 10. They're missing Lonzo, but Kuzma's been playing well. Ingram's been playing well. Like, hello. Just because you don't have the guys that you specifically handpicked to be there? Yeah. And how many times has that worked out for him when he's actually handpicked everybody that he wanted there? He's only got, what, three championships when he's actually got everybody that he wants? So... You know, it's but I feel bad for Cleveland. I feel bad for Miami, even though Miami's hanging in there tough with the Warriors right now. But uh, overall, you know, and then Cleveland again, when he shows up, it's all peaches and diesel, man. But then when he leaves, it's like the apocalypse, and you have to start over from scratch again because you make so many accommodations to to appease him, and then eventually he's gonna do what he wants to anyway, right? I just wish he. I just wish he stayed in Miami. That would have been interesting if he had stayed in Miami. Yes, I don't think he should have gone back. Well, going back to Cleveland was. To win the championship for Cleveland, that's cool. Just soften things over with that city. I don't think because I think he ultimately wants to buy that franchise. But um, again, distracted. Like you're still playing the game right now, try and win as many championships as possible. You're supposedly quote unquote chasing this ghost still, you know. So um, not exactly sure what's going on there. It's just a bunch of hypocritical stuff coming out of his mouth right now, and it's just you know, 
Uh, wish you the best, man. I hope you make the. <laughs> I hope you make the playoffs. Just that way, the Warriors can can uh, give you a nice first round exit. I don't because nobody's gonna want to go put. And then everyone's gonna have this whole drama thing over him the whole offseason. And I don't think any big time players gonna want to come play for him. I really don't think so either. Kawhi said he wants to play in L.A., but he's eyeing the Clippers, and the Clippers are recruiting him hard. Cli- he, I think he he probably gonna he might go to Clippers, and they also might be getting. Uh, who else? And then I think AD's probably gonna go to Boston. I think Boston's gonna outbid Lakers for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then. Who else is a big name for agent? Uh, KD. A KD will probably end up going with Kyrie to New York. I th- that's you think Kyrie's that's leaving? A, that's what. Oh yeah, Kyrie. Have you seen his body language on the bench and everything? Yeah, this bit, this recent, this recent run by the Celtics where they're winning, but they're at not having any fun. There's no team yeah. camaraderie. They just got blown out actually by the Raptors. So there, there hasn't been consistent winning. But yeah, the Celtics with Kyrie are worse than the Celtics without Kyrie. Who knew that that would yeah, be the case? Right. But you've allowed the young guys to go out and perform. That's why. And that would be so funny if LeBron's last four years of the NBA was an absolute bust in LA. No, <laughs> I'm all for it. I mean, I'd, I'd be all for it too. But he'd be he'd be looked at so much differently. He can opt out of the. Uh, he can opt out of that fourth year. Well, what it is is it's like when Shaq went to Boston, or um, well, who was it? Point, Ewing, Ewing that, went to Orlando. At that, at that point, when Shaq went to Boston, he's just chasing rings. He's Ex- just whatever, well, what whatever. is LeBron doing right now? You know. Well, I mean, Le- I think LeBron. I think he just the L.A. The idea of L.A. was good to him. Yeah. I don't think it was just. I mean, the flashing lights. He even said, "I don't care about winning anymore," which Lebr- which Jordan would never say. Yeah, I just it's gonna be interesting to see what happens, what comes about from all that. Um, I hope they make the playoffs. I don't think they will, but yeah, I, I <laughs> it's always good to watch a team make the play. Like I can't wait for the Thunder to get into the conference semifinals and then get bounced. Uh-huh. You know, it's very fun for me to watch. These teams that try and make a case and say, "Oh, oh look at look at how close we are," and it's like, in all reality, you are still so you're so close yet so far away. Like, KD has to leave for any of these other teams to have a chance. That's why I'm so big on KD staying because it's like, look at look at what happens. So, uh, we shall see. Again, out of all those eight names, I think we're pretty we're we're universally agreeing here that Kyler, LeBron, and Zion are going to be the mainstays. Agreed. The the other ones will have to do will will pick. <laughs> Speaking of picking and choosing their spots, the other names will be picked and chosen as when they will be talked about. Not by them, but by the sports media, whereas, whereas sports media as a whole is just going to keep salivating over those other three names. So, all right, let's see if uh, Tim's available for Tim Brown's stat of the day. Okay, so it turns out that Tim is not available. He's getting his hair cut right now, so we're just going to roll Holy with the punch. cocked us. Yes, but I also respect a man's ability to get a haircut because that post-cut haircut feeling is just absolutely amazing. You feel like a brand-new person is ready to tackle the world. Um, Quite possibly actually lead your team to the playoffs. Um, Okay, so no stat of the day today. Not a big deal. We'll make sure that we double-dip with Tim on Sunday. Uh, But now it is time for some hockey talk with Lucas Spence. So here is Geekin and Deacon. Uh, but hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. And we welcome on our hockey analyst, well, one of our hockey analysts and friend of the show, Luca Spence. Luca, how's it going in Michigan? Oh, you know, Jeff, same old, same old, pretty cold, uh, but slowly turning into spring, and the Trade deadline is definitely melting a little bit of the snow out here, dude. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the trade deadline in the NHL just concluded, what, on Monday? 
Uh, yeah, Monday at 5 p.m. Monday at 5 p.m. And uh, there was a lot, you know, I have the alerts going on my phone for ESPN. And so my phone was just, you know, bloop, bloop, bloop all day. Uh, I can only imagine if you, um, you probably have the same thing or, or something there about. Uh, is this like the most activity we've seen on a, on a NHL trade deadline day in recent memory? Yes, this definitely had, uh, to put it in you Californian terms, a lot of seismic activity on the waiver <laughs> wire uh, this trade deadline. Uh, honestly, I haven't seen this many trades in since I can remember. Even a lot of big names, a lot of small guys moving, little depth moves here and there. But regardless, a lot of transactions happened this trade deadline. There was hella moves. If you're going for that Northern California, come back to your roots. There was hella the moves. The Bay, baby. Hella moves. All right, so of these hella moves... Uh, just give me a team, a, a team that won the uh, won the trade deadline, and a team that that might have lost the trade deadline. Well, uh, for both teams who kind of won the trade deadline for what they wanted to do, I would say Columbus for sure that they won the trade deadline. They tr- they got Matt Duchesne and Ryan Dezingle, two of the Senators' top scores, fleeced them for future round draft picks, and not even like the best ones, like fourth round picks in 2019, 2019 seventh round picks like crazy stuff like that and they went out and got themselves a nice rock solid defenseman and adam mcquade from the new york rangers for also more future draft picks okay um i did i saw i have nhl live on right now on uh, nbcsn so i did see there they put up a little graphic of the columbus new jackets because they i think they got what four guys over this deadline yeah yeah they got four new players yeah that's insane well i mean and two of them are top six forwards too so if they can if columbus can get going Technically, right now, they're not even in a playoff spot. They actually lost to Pittsburgh last night, and they got jumped in the standing, so they're out of the playoffs right now. So if they are if they can't make the playoffs, their GM, Yarmo Kikalayan, and listen to that finish team right there, they're, he's going to have a, he's gonna be on quite a hot seat come next season. I'm not even going to try and pronounce it, um, just because I'm, I'm smarter than that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... I was uh I was on the show's Instagram page and I saw a bunch or you know I obviously saw the trades going down we reposted it for all of those of you who actually follow us on the Instagram page thank you um, I'm looking right now so the who the sharks get Gustav Nyquist yeah they got him from the wings Gustav Nyquist the goose is loose in San Jose okay are, are you as a as a wings fan are you upset to see him go to be quite frank, I'm not excited to see Nyquist go at all. I think uh, <laughs> like three or four years ago, I don't know when it was, but him and Thomas Tatar, who actually got traded to the Vegas Golden Knights at the deadline last year, now he ended up in Montreal, is having himself a really good season this year. But him and Tatar, they both had 30 goal seasons one year when they were playing with Pavel Datsuk, the magician, as people like to call him, who's playing in KHL right now, but... They signed huge tickets, I think, like $5 million each or something around in that ballpark area. And they every year after that, they've kind of just fizzled out maybe 20 goals here and there. Just very low effort. I'm kind of happy to see him go, to be honest. Oh, okay. So that's not a win for the Sharks. I won't, I won't celebrate that move then. But what I will say, though, for San Jose, it kind of benefits them because they're a team that is more of a depth-scoring team. They don't really have anybody that carries the whole load. Mm-hmm. So as a... Adding a guy like Nyquist, I think he's already got like 20 tucks this year. So they that's just another little notch in the little armor that they got going on there in San Jose. Watch for them in the playoffs. So I, right now what I'm getting from you is that if I was a betting man, which at times I am, I should put down money on, on the Sharks and the Blue Jackets. That would be pretty safe. You think the, the Jackets can make a run there? Uh, they I don't know about if the Jackets – they have – 
playoff trouble. Their uh, goalie, he's a Russian goalie, Sergei Bobrovsky. I think he won the Vezina last year. He's a very talented goalie, but at times in the playoffs, he struggles a lot. And I, they honestly haven't won a playoff series in franchise history. So I don't really see the Blue Jackets making a run. And uh, they're both in the Western Conference anyway, so the Sharks would have to beat them on the way to the cup final. But I would put more money on the Sharks for sure. Oh, I'm just – Luka, Luka, I'm a betting man. So I was just going to say, you know, just to put money on them um, to make it to the playoffs. I don't need them to win a series at all or anything. Oh, yeah, put money on them to make the playoffs. They have way too much talent up front to lose. And would you like right to re- redact that statement, the Blue Jackets are actually in the Eastern Conference? Oh, excuse me, I would like to strike that from the record. <laughs> all right, channeling your inner Francesa there. All right, um, <laughs> it's all right, I'm doing it myself through this segment. Uh, I noticed that the, the uh, Ottawa Senators are the worst team in the league right now. Uh, but they also seem to have gotten the most kickback on all these trades. Is that promising for Senators fans, or was this, or was it a bunch of like contract dumps for them? Well, um, to be honest, the Senators have been in rebuild mode since the beginning of the year. Ever since they lost out on Eric Carlson, everybody knew he wasn't going to sign back there. And then once they had that Uber scandal this year, the kind of the team fell apart. Their GM is outspoken, criticizing the players all the time, and in the Canadian media, it's not that good. And then I hear actually that Ottawa is kind of like a real, like, it's the capital of Canada. That's where Parliament is. Everybody there is kind of on like a set schedule. They don't really like to spend more money than they have to or very far from the, like, their individual day. And the, to make matters worse, the rink is in like 40 miles away from the actual city of Ottawa. So they don't really ever pack the barn on home games. Nobody really wants to play there, so they're kind of just embracing the tank right now and looking for the future. So they're kind of like how the Giants and the Jets, like they claim New York, but they really play in New Jersey. So like Ottawa, I, I, I've never been, so I can't tell you how big, it, how big it is, but you're telling me that it's like an outskirts. Or it's almost like the Niners where they, they claim San Francisco, but they play in Santa Clara. Exactly, stuff like that. Okay, that's confusing. I don't like when teams do that. Are there any other NHL teams that do that, or are they all they predominantly located in the markets that they claim to be? Yeah, they're all they're all located in the markets they claim to be. The only team that kind of does funky stuff is the Islanders, and they play in Brooklyn sometimes, and they play at the Nassau Coliseum on Long Island itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, other games, and they're transitioning to moving back to that stadium full-time. To Nassau? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so because the Rangers have the garden? Yeah, the Rangers got the MSG. That's crazy. They don't they don't share at all, huh? They do not share. But then, but then, so you're sound that you're telling me that the Islanders will play at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, where the Nets play, and then they'll they'll switch back and forth to Nassau, but they're gonna move back to Long Island, huh? Yeah, they just announced that this year because mo- most of the fan base is located on the island, and uh, when you can, I watch games on the NHL Network sometimes, and you can definitely tell the difference in atmosphere solely when it's in Nassau Coliseum versus the Barclays Center. And also the Barclays Center has that stupid car in the corner that the Europeans, I think it's just a gong show. I, I hate that. <laughs> well, I mean, they're certainly filling up, they're starting to fill up that arena for Nets games because the Nets are starting to say that, or, you know, prove to themselves or prove to everybody that they're a little bit more serious. So I don't, I don't know. If you struggle it with your actual, what the, what the building is meant to be there, I can't imagine that another team renting it out would do much better in that, in that environment either. Um, I'm looking at the standings right now, and atop the Central Division are the Nashville Predators. They added a couple pieces here. Um, I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna mispronounce this name, so don't laugh at me too hard. Mikael Granlund. Yeah, actually, that was pretty good. Mikael Granlund from uh, 
they traded him for Fiala for or Minnesota, right? Yes, yes, Kevin Fiala. Yeah, they got him, and I think their other two moves they got. I actually really like what the Predators did. They're probably in my book number two behind the Columbus Blue Jackets solely because the Blue Jackets got so much star power up front, yeah, and added a rugged defenseman, but. With Nashville, they're already a pretty deep forward team. They added Brian Boyle from the New Jersey Devils. He kind of bounced around the last couple of years, but he's a really good solid, like third, fourth line center, penalty killer, really good character guy. You, you need those guys to go far in the playoffs. They got him. They got Wayne Simmons from Philadelphia, the Wayne train. He used to play for the LA Kings back in the day. Really gritty forward, kind of power forward. Loki, really good on the power play, screen guy in front of the net, gets a lot of tips, reflections, just big physical presence that will fit in really good with Nashville's kind of West Coast offense, run-and-gun style. And like you said, they mentioned, um, like you said, they got Michael Backlund from the Minnesota Wild. Pretty good player, second-line center, just adding to the forward talent up front for Nashville. Okay. Um, looking to see if the Sharks – did the Sharks make any other? No, the Sharks didn't make any other moves. The Sharks are doing really good for themselves. I don't think I feel like people are kind of expecting them to overachieve this year. At least I did. I don't know uh, what the internal expectations for the franchise were, but I like with a lot of those aging guys that have been playing so well, like Joe Pavelski, Joe Thornton just had a hat trick the other night. Like these guys are just continuing to bring it on a day in day out basis, and then got Brent Burns leading the league in defenseman for scoring. It's a recipe for success right there. Okay. And we're hitting the home stretch here. Most of these teams I see have about 20 games left. Safe to, yeah. Mm-hmm. Playoff games. push central, baby. Okay. Yeah, this is right around the time that I actually start to, like, really pay attention to hockey. I'd say if I was to give you an image, like, we're going across the Oregon Trail, I'm not hitched. I'm not, I'm not riding on the wagon, but I'm walking next to it. I'm keeping an eye. I see these things pop up. Um, but, yeah, it, it'll be right around the time where I start to pay attention to playoff hockey because there's really nothing like it. I love playoff basketball, but playoff hockey, there's just such an intensity where it's like if I land on it when I'm scrolling past the TV, uh, I just I stick with it for a solid like, 10, 15 minutes. And then also what hockey's great at is they don't have commercial breaks, or at least nearly yeah, as really, many. Oh, yeah, they. I mean, it all depends on the, the – I think they do it like once every like seven minutes, but it all really depends on like the pace of the game, like you said, like – the playoff intensity is so high that it's a lot of chip and chase, a lot of like grinding down low. That a lot of times there won't be whistles for like three, four, five minutes, and then you just get like you said, you get suckered in on it, and you're like, man, I you get invested in games you don't even care about. Oh, exactly. There's gonna be a couple series here. Like for example, I don't, I mean, I don't remember how the playoff seating works because the NHL is a little funny like that. But we could have a, you could have a series between the Leafs and Hurricanes, and I would, I mean, I'm not invested in either one of those teams, but I'd sit there and watch it go down, you know. Um, but oh, yeah. speaking of speaking of grit and grind, uh, there was a bit of a tussle that happened on the ice last night uh, between the Boston Bru- or was it last night or the night before? I think it was last night. It was it was last night. Yeah, last night between the Bruins Zdeno Chara and uh, the Sharks Evander Kane. We don't see color. It's it's just green. Money green. Money green Kane, baby. <laughs> um, break down that fight for me. How'd it go? Well, uh, I was actually watching this live with. Uh, my one trusty pal, Dave Spence. So I'll give you my take. I'll give you his take. And then we'll get the truth. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what I saw, Kane and Char had, they've been battling for pretty much the whole game. Like Char's going to be your number one shutdown defenseman. Evander Kane's been lighting it up pretty quick for the Sharks recently. So he's they've been battling down low quite all game. And then there was a play where the puck went behind the net. 
Kane went in for to brace for the hit, and Chara came in and hit him, and just because of the difference in size, Chara popped him right in the face. You could see definitely shoulder-to-face contact. That's not even an issue. It wasn't the hardest hit in the world. Kane got up almost immediately and went over to Chara and kind of like jumped him a little bit, dropped his mitts, threw a couple punches here and there. But obviously, when you're going against a six-nine, four, two hundred forty-five-pound monster like Chara, like it's it's not really going to end well for pretty much anybody in the league except for Ryan Reeves. So Chara just used his reach, got a couple solid rights in. But I was watching the Bruins feed, and you would think that honestly, you would think that Russell Crowe just killed Joaquin Phoenix in Gladiator <laughs> with the way that he was going on about it. It was ridiculous. Oh uh, yeah, who's that announcer? Jack Edwards, biggest homer in the league. I was going to say the the video that I saw on Twitter said while watching this fight you can almost hear or you can almost hear the throbbing of his erection about how happy he was that this fight was going on. And it wasn't even like it was that big of an ass whooping. Like Chara looked like he was just ready to ragdoll him, you know? He kind of looked like a guy who knew that he could break him. He looked like uh, it looked like uh Ivan Drago versus Rocky before Rocky really starts to give it to him though, you know? Just the way they kind of squared up. It's like Jesus, mm-hmm. somebody somebody go out there and get their man. Like, get Kane off the ice. <laughs> yeah, sometimes when your wires cross out there, dude, you just do crazy stuff and you just go the biggest guy in the league sometimes. I mean, it got the boys going. I guarantee you that Evander Kane, I'm sure he already has the respect of everybody in that room, but if not, he's just getting another couple notches, and that's huge going into playoffs and getting that team chemistry up. Okay, and what did your, uh, what did your dad think of it? Um... Well, my dad, he kind of took the Don Terry side, like, oh, no, another hit in the NHL, and we had to fight for it right away. Like, he got, he went down that huge bent, huge wormhole where just the old Canadian him came out super hard right there. That's and not how you play the was, game. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, back back when Bobby Clark was on the Broad Street Bullies, people used to cross-check each other, lose teeth, and not even fight after that. Like, like all right, Dad, like, this is not the 1970s anymore, pal. Like, this is... The new millennia, we play things a little differently now. I was going to say, guys have a little bit more self-respect than that. they got to protect the moneymaker for the endorsements and whatnot. I know, yeah. People care too much about appearances now. He doesn't like that as much either, but that's a whole other subject. I will say the whole Don Cherry thing, you triggered me again because I'm going to bring it up. Last episode, I talked about Don Cherry getting mad at the Hurricanes bringing attention to themselves when that man needs to take a look at himself when he's getting dressed in the mirror because, I mean, the suits are great. Don't get me wrong, but don't tell me you're doing it for any other reason than to bring attention to yourself and what you have to say. It was just one of those instances where it was the pot calling the kettle black. Exactly. He was getting dragged online by even like old school members of the Canadian media. That's how bad you know it was when Canadians are turning on their own. That like literally never happens. So, I mean, every he he definitely died on a hill on this one. This is the ultimate old man yells at cloud argument. <laughs> like we just we just got to get over it. It's good for Carolina. I mean, I like it's kind of an underachieving team. Like I said, they're just doing what they had to do to dr- drum up interest in a, a non traditional market. Exactly. They got all those. Other sports to play with with warm weather and just the Panthers. Cam Newton is just such a polarizing figure that it's. I mean, whatever they can do, they gotta do. You got. You I got appreciate it. Zion at Duke taking all the headlines. North Carolina trying to wedge their way back in as March Madness comes around. Yeah, I do not blame the Hurricanes one bit. And plus side for the Hurricanes. They got, for everybody that loves spring football or this idea of spring football, uh, I forget the owner's name, but he bailed out the AAF. Like, he just straight up bought him out. He did, yeah. He, I heard they were having trouble making payroll on like week one, yes. which is not a good sign whatsoever. <laughs> not. So good for him for uh, being the good Samaritan in this situation, and I hope it works out for him, but I, I don't know, man. 
we'll see how it goes. Uh, one thing I did notice, I want to go back to the, the Chara Kane fight real quick. Um, oh, looks like there's a little NHL news and notes. No further discipline for it. Okay. Um, is that normal for the broadcast for them to put up the height and weight, or was that just because there was such a giant discrepancy between the two? that they decided, hey, you know what, let's throw this up in the little corner. Because I liked it. If anything, it made me cheer for uh, Evander Kane a little bit more. Yeah, that's not normal. They normally do not put measurements in uh, the live broadcast. It definitely had, because Chara was in it, anytime he's going to be in a fight, and it's not somebody else who's like six, 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 seven. they're probably going to bring that up. And it just, like you said, it just shows more character to Evander Kane to just be willing to go the biggest, baddest guy in the league. I love the takedown, even though he probably caught him off guard, grabbing him by the, the collar there. But I love the takedown. But then, yeah, you got to give props to Chara for getting right back up and just, I, I will break you. Um, yeah, Kane ended up getting a 2-5 and a 10 for uh, Instigator, which I don't really agree with. I think the ref should have factored in, like, hey, Chara got away with it. literally a blatant hit to the head. So let's just call it even on the Instigator. But it is what it is. Is that why uh, Kane tweeted out the picture of the three blind mice? Um. I don't like to speculate, but we can make our own assumptions. This is this is like wannabe sports radio right here with this sports podcast, Luca. That's what we're gonna do is we're gonna speculate. So yes, that oh, that's was... exactly why he tweeted. There we go. Sure. There we go. All right, I love it. We're bringing a little bit of NBA into the NHL these days. <laughs> you got to man. All right, a little bit of showmanship and some flair, and all of a sudden more people are, are prone to watch. Like I'm and now I'm now I'm for certain gonna watch the next Sharks game. I have to look it up when it's gonna be on, but I'll for certainly watch it. Um, okay, last thing I want to talk about, because you and I have been having uh, some pretty pretty fun LOLs and exchanges via text and on Twitter. Uh, Mike Francesa, man. How long have you been following the account back after this? Um, probably like a month now, the Funhouse account. It's honestly just a bright spot to my day every day, watching Francesa just blunder on air, especially while callers are on the line and telling him he's wrong. And he, he keeps doubling down, thinking he's right. I just, I don't know how this guy does it, man. There's one thing that I can appreciate. Like, it's a hot take business, so you can have your takes, and the takes will be right. They'll be right takes, they'll be wrong takes. It's just we ask that you just acknowledge when you're wrong. I'll acknowledge when I'm wrong. You know, I don't know if I've done a very good job of it as of late, but I, I will just to keep that transparency going. But it's it, there's nothing like watching those clips that get put together. Whoever edits those is amazing because you'll, you'll hear, like, Monday he says, you know, uh, he, he's definitive one way, and then by Friday, he's completely switched it around to the other way, and he's definitive, and completely forgot, or he has no recollection of what he said on Monday. It's amazing. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's, it's, seniority is finest. <laughs> Did you see the uh, clip today from uh, when he found out five years ago that um, that soccer players could kick with both feet? No, I, I, I didn't see that one yet. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that one's good. I recommend it. Go see. He's talking to some uh, FIFA expert that they have. Uh, for some reason, it was like a Fox broadcast or something like that. He was on the on the airwaves there. And, uh, yeah, he's just for 40 seconds just completely enamored with the fact that soccer players, regardless of their dominant leg, can actually use their other foot. I'm like, that's like how it is in basketball, man. James Harden can still dribble with his right hand. He just shoots with his left. Yeah, I mean, has that fool never watched a soccer game recently? <laughs> I mean, like, what the hell? <laughs> I honestly don't. I don't. I think his forte is really just baseball, and then he kind of just speculate. You know, he'll just gas bag the rest. Cause the I New York Mets. I don't hear him talking very much about hockey. Um, his football analysis is pretty funny, you know, from time to time. But yeah, I saw a video of him the other day. Uh, he was actually like keying up. He was on the line with a caller talking about NFL prospects and. Mid-call, he realizes that he doesn't 
he doesn't have any actual knowledge on these things. So he oh. starts scrolling on his phone and like literally just looking at random prospects, naming off their stats, and then just speculating on them right off the bat. Like it, you clearly could tell that he was winging it on the spot. It was gold. And if, I mean, you're in the same time zone as him, so I don't know exactly when he goes on air because he does it from his house now, right? Because he retired from w- WFAM and then he came back yeah. three months later and was like, I want my job back. But find out a prospect that he listed on that list or, you know, that he, that he, the name that he gave and ask him what he thinks about their game. And I just think that would be hilarious to get the reaction of him trying to bullshit his way through that analysis. Just great athleticism. Oh, that'd be the ultimate troll, ultimate troll job right there. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, the other one that I liked was his, uh, his Robert Kraft joke. He, he waited like 20 seconds to get the joke off. It's literally he's talking about Robert Kraft and, you know, all of a sudden he pauses. And I've heard that you're not supposed to have more than six to seven seconds of radio silence. It's just bad for air or, you know, even you can apply that to podcasts. But um, mm-hmm. he, he sits there. He doubles that time. And then he hits you with the joke that's been flying around Twitter since the news broke. Uh, the the uh, Patriots haven't had enough happy endings. He had to go get one more. And he just sits <laughs> there just grinning, so proud of himself. Yes, I saw that clip, too. You could kind of see his wheels, like, slowly turning and, like, formulating his, like, <laughs> thoughts in his mind you could see you could just literally see it happen in slow motion like come on mike make it happen buddy make it happen (laughs) all right uh before i let you go i'm just seeing this last news and notes popping up on the screen here it says the penguins injuries are mounting they are currently fourth in the metropolitan division uh i mean it's clear but like four you get four teams from each division in each conference right you get three in a wild card i think they actually just eclipsed columbus that's why I should have known that they were in the East because they play Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh just jumped them. And I literally mentioned that I've just had a nice little Francesca myself, but, uh, I forgive anyway. You. Yeah. Um, they actually lost two guys, two key defensemen in Chris Letang and Brian Dumoulin. I think they're their one, two D man. They both got hurt in the winter classic or the, excuse me, stadium series. Wayne Simmons actually is his nice little farewell gift to the citizens of Philadelphia smoked. Dumoulin and gave him a concussion. He's probably out at least two to three weeks, maybe more, depending on the severity. But it looked pretty bad. And then Latang, I think, got hurt try- fighting, trying to defend him. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> tough, tough bounce for Pittsburgh. But, like, honestly, I hate them. So, any bounce that goes in anybody else's favor, I'll take it. Yeah. Um, yeah, speaking of the stadium series, are you a fan of that? Because I can only imagine that going, that if you went to that and you're watching this game in a football stadium, that you'd want to sit on the upper level. You wouldn't want to sit on the lower level like you would at a regular hockey game. Yeah, you definitely want to have uh, a more aerial view of it. Um, as far as that goes, I don't know, man. I think that the whole the outdoor games have got become way too much of a spectacle. They used to only have the Winter Classic like once a year, and that was pretty good for me honestly it's like I'm an avid hockey watcher um i guess maybe the game being out played outdoors a lot appeals to more of like a a universal crowd of kind of like the pond hockey players the shinny hockey players but i mean i think it's just taken away of the glory of like the winter classic they have like five outdoor games a year they have them in warm climates now a lot so yeah. i just i don't know i think i don't know i think it's become way too much of a spectacle in my opinion i guess that's a little kind of old man yells a cloud for me, but yeah, join the ranks. That's my take. Yeah. No, you're, you're entitled to it. Um, and then also shouts out from that, that, uh, stadium series we had, um, or that game, we had gritty go streaking and I don't know what creeped me out more. The fact that gritty has a dick and yes, you heard that correctly. 
the great the the any the Flyers mascot has a dick, or the fact that he's got a turquoise colored butthole shaped belly button. I'm really I'm really not sure what's going on with that mascot. I love the mascot, but once they remove the jersey and everything, there's a lot of questions that get raised there. Like who designed this thing? Yeah, I don't know, but honestly, I need more gritty. I want Philadelphia and the Flyers to make the playoffs solely so I can see Gritty do some crazy ignorant stuff in other people's barns in the NHL playoffs and just see Don Cherry go wild about that. <laughs> How much he hates it. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I think that covers everything. Is there any uh, anything else that you want to say? Any more shout-outs or any predictions that you want to make for the rest of the season? Oh, uh, I'll, I'll do a little prediction for the cup final. Okay. Um, cup final, I'm going to go Tampa Bay Lightning out of the Eastern Conference. That's not really that hot of a take. They've been steamrolling everybody all year long. Kucherov is on pace for like 130 points. He's going to be like the next great player in the league. I don't know why people don't mention him in the same breath as Sid and McDavid. So I'm going with them out of the East and out of the West. I failed to mention this earlier, but the Winnipeg Jets are already kind of a wagon. And they added Mm. Kevin Hayes, second-line center for the New York Rangers. Played his whole career at MSG. Great guy, stand-up guy. Cousins with Keith Kachuk. I don't know. He's like one of the best American-born players of all time. If you haven't heard of him, look him up. He's a beauty. Keith Kachuk. And Keith Kachuk. It's spelled uh, T-K-A-C-H-U-K, I think. Okay. Weird spelling. Uh, Massachusetts guys. is really good for the game. Um, Kevin Hayes, just overall great player. Playmaking center. I think he's going to play with Patrick Laine, who is the second overall pick behind Austin Matthews. He's kind of underachieved this year. Uh, people think his head's not in it, but now that they've added uh, a guy like Hayes and they can put Brian Little, their second-line center, currently down to the third line. He's playing more of a penalty-killing role. That'll be good for them. So I'm going to go Winnipeg-Tampa in the finals. You can book it. Okay, so that is your Stanley Cup final prediction as of 227. As You're allowed to change your mind as long as you acknowledge the fact that you're going to change your mind, all right? I don't want no Francesa senility when we bring you back on here once the playoffs start kicking up and you're just like, actually, I think it's going to be this. No, I will answer for my words 100%. All right, thank you. Um, well, okay, Luca, thank you for joining us, and uh, until next time. Oh, can I give one more shout-out, too? Absolutely, go ahead. I want to give a shout-out to my former roommate, and ECHL Player of the Month in the month of January, Tanner Sorensen. My dude just scored an in-between-the-legs goal in, be- in a game. I don't know. Is that good? Uh, so, shout-out to Tanner. Sorny, keep killing it. I'd like to see you in the NHL someday, my friend. Shout-out to uh, you, Tanner. We want some free gear. Yeah, send us the merch, baby. Send us the merch. And that between-the-legs goal, that, that I would say that's pretty cool. As someone who struggles to skate, yes, that is pretty. Actually, I don't struggle to skate. I struggle to stop on skates. But, yes, that is very impressive. Stopping is skating, so therefore you do struggle with skating, my friend. Uh, about 50%. Green jacket, gold jacket. Yeah, <laughs> okay. All right, thanks, Luca. Thank you, Jeff. Always a pleasure to be on. All right, bye. See you. Special thanks to friend of the show, Luca Spence, for stopping by and giving us the winners and losers of the NHL trade deadline. We had a good laugh about the uh, Evander Kane-Zdeno Chara fight and then, uh, of course, getting the takes on Mike Francesa because that stuff just it just writes itself at this point. I mean, you know, how can you, how can you have a hot take on Monday and forget about it by Friday? Although that's something I probably do, so, you know. Yes, but... It happens, man. When you ju- when you're just giving off so many so many fire takes, so many hot takes, it's boom, 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 just shooting them off. It it can kind of be tough to keep track of them. 
So, all right. Uh, now it's time for some winners and losers. There are winners. I'm by winning. Winner, winner, ultimate winner. Wow, winning. And there are losers. Losers, 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 losers. Winners and losers for episode 69 of the Cohort Sports Report. Uh, Flan, let us start off with this one. Uh, winner or loser, the Portland Trailblazers were reportedly stuck in an elevator yesterday for about 30 minutes. This is a winner. This is, is a winner. That's a winner? Team bonding. Getting stuck in an elevator for Absolutely. team bonding. Have you nothing ever better than being team bonding in close quarters have you ever in been, a hot room. Have you ever been stuck in an elevator before? No, thank God. I'd, I probably, would, I'd probably lose my shit. I was going to say, I'd freak out. Again. Actually, I could probably handle it for like the first like 30 minutes to an hour, but after that, I start getting really antsy, like, okay, dude. What if that thing's, this. it's just stuck there and like leaning back and forth and it starts rocking and you never know if it's going to drop, but yeah. Oh, if it's like that, then I'll be like, oh, fuck me. 12, 12, that's another dollar, Flan. Uh, 12 NBA, 12 plus NBA players in an elevator. You better hope that A, nobody has bad breath and B, that there's no way no one, in hell. No one farts either. That's true. You can't fart for 30 minutes. You can't burp hard. for 30 minutes. For I'm not saying that oxygen supply is limited, but, you know, it could get real, real hot in that, like you were saying. So, but yes, nothing like some team bonding. We'll see if it galvanizes the Trailblazers moving Yikes. forward. Uh, next up on the winners-losers list, Russell Westbrook wants boundaries at <laughs> basketball games Ooh. because did you see last night that there was a young fan that reached out oh, to yeah. touch him? Yep. So, what are your thoughts on this? If you're paying for courtside seats, do you have the right? You don't have the right to touch the players, but do you think that there should be a boundary or a barricade between you and the and the court? Uh, I, I don't know. Um, it's uh the one Riveting. the Riveting. one I do not like is how close um the media are on the sideline at, under the hoop because that's I'm surprised nobody's like really 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 got hurt from tripping over a media member like the people on the cameras and stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's the one that really irritates me like if I was a basketball player I'd be like like I've been like since I got if I was to get in the league be like lobbing for them to push it back even farther well they pushed the, they originally pushed <sighs> the um after the Paul George injury when he broke his leg they actually moved the bas- the base of the baskets back uh, I believe an extra foot to give the players a little bit more room to land. But I just I just think that, like, and then also the media has all these cameras and stuff all around, so if this comes in hard and then you, somebody, you, get, you get, like, leveled by some guy, you mm-hmm. go crash and hit your head on one of those cameras, that would freaking hurt. Yeah, you could pull Dennis Rodman and just, or, or Draymond and kick him in the nuts. I mean, like, I, I'm, I've always been confused as to why they let media members that close to the sideline when it's such a high, and they're, like, all about player safety. Yeah, that is true. I mean, it looks like they have plenty yeah, of room you, you, right here on the baseline. But, yeah, I, I think the sideline, like, even just inbounding the ball, you, the, the fans are right there breathing down your neck, you know? Yeah, but you, you, don't, see many, you don't see many times people f- flying into the, uh, on the sideline on where the fans are sitting as compared to the baseline. Yeah, yeah. Well, Joel Embiid almost um, – I forget that actress's name that he almost took her head off, but he had to completely hop over her. I think it was Regina King. I have um, no idea. But, yeah, it, it, he almost took her, took her head off with Oof. his foot. So, uh, Westbrook wanting boundaries. Is that a winner a winner, or a loser? It's a uh, push. He's going to get this okay. conversation going. Okay. <laughs> it's a good conversation. I'm glad we're talking about it. Yeah, it needs to be had. Yes. Uh, next up on the winner's losers list, James Harden's 30-point 30 30 point game streak, games of which he had 30 points or more. How about that? Mm. Uh, has officially ended at 32. Winner or a loser? Uh, winner. I was gonna say that's an impressive streak. Very impressive. It's nothing like uh, like Wilt 
because I think Wilt had uh, Wilt Chamberlain had fifty <laughs> something fifty nine games or something like that of thirty straight points or more. So great. But yeah, I, I I definitely started to knock Harden at the beginning of this streak. I thought a lot of those points were coming at the free throw line. Uh, but then as a, the more I started to see him on TV, because the more and more that streak grew, the more it seemed like they were getting flexed into primetime spots, whether it be on ESPN, ABC, TNT. I watched a couple games on NBA TV. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, it is something. I mean, he definitely gets calls. He gets the superstar calls. But uh, 30 points, 30 straight times, that's impressive, man. I, I mean, or 32 straight times, I should say. Um, especially coming from somebody who's happy if they score, you know, half their team's points in a pickup game to 11. You know, yes. I get five baskets. I'm pumped. You know, so this guy's going out there and he's literally scoring uh, anywhere from a, a quarter to a third of his team's points by himself. So somewhat impressive. Uh, next up on the winners losers list, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is auctioning off four of his five championship rings in addition to many other pieces of memorabilia and will donate the proceeds to charity. Mm. So I think that's a winner. Just automatically. Good for you, Kareem. He, he acknowledged in a statement there's, there's things that are bigger than basketball. He wants to help improve his community, give back to the, the less fortunate, and he figures the best way to do it is by auctioning off this memorabilia, coveted memorabilia, mind you. There will be people that will pay top yes, dollar for this. big top dollar. And it's going to a good cause. <laughs> Love the so, causes. I like that. Uh, next up on the winner's loser's list. Flan, do you like the brand Supreme or Off-White more? Oof, that's tough. It's um, tough for you. Clout I don't know the hell Off White is. So Ooh, supreme. Okay. All right. Uh, Off White is uh, one of those pretentious uh, brands <laughs> that will repurpose clothing. So like they'll take a pair of Air Force Ones and then they'll stamp Off White on it and uh, resell it for lots of money. Mm. So uh, Kevin Garnett has apparently had a meeting with Adam Silver, and he wants uh, different All Star Game uniforms. He wants All-Star Game uniforms to be sponsored by Supreme who, do and, who, who does? and Off-White. Kevin Garnett. Oh. So somebody needs to explain to KG, uh, they're not the official league sponsor. Okay, uh, Guys who have worn Supreme arm sleeves or leg sleeves have gotten in trouble. They've gotten fined. I'm, I'm talking to you, J.R. Smith. And uh, I think J.R. Smith was the one who just got Supreme <laughs> straight up. Or Nick Young actually got Supreme tatted on his calf. I think somebody got Supreme tatted on their calf. I gotta, I gotta search that actually. Ooh. Oh, how there you go. Who is uh, J.R. Smith? Yeah, the NBA told him to cover yes. up his tattoo, his Supreme tattoo, because he got it on the back of his calf. Um, I don't understand that. Why you would get another brand name tatted on you? But that's cool. I know people that have had it. Um, I know people that get brands tatted on them, but they get it tastefully done. This one is just enormous on the back of his calf so but yeah it doesn't make sense to me man like this year's uh, all-star jerseys were sponsored by jordan yeah and the official sponsor of the league is nike makes sense so unless kg can get nike to sign <laughs> off on this i don't think it's gonna happen anytime soon nope so can we put this on the loser column loser losers all right next up on the winners losers list the nfl has announced the no fun league has announced that it wants to cut back on group celebrations. So those celebrations of when the entire, you know, when when you get an interception and the defensive guys run to the other side of the end zone and they pose for that group photo, uh, the NFL says no more of that uh, to a degree. They just want to stop guys from coming off the sideline and partaking in the celebration too. Uh. So if you're part of the 11 guys that are on the field and you get that turnover, you can pose. But if you're one of the guys on the sideline who is maybe out there for second down and then the turnover happens on third, 
you don't get to run out there and celebrate. Go take your group photo on the sideline. They want to limit it. So the NFL was all for opening up the uh, the can of worms that was letting players express themselves and not penalize celebrations. Yes. And here they are backtracking that yikes, and walking it back in. Yikes, yikes, yikes. Because there's no fun league. No winner, fun. winner never, or loser? Never any fun. Loser. Loser for sure. Okay. Uh, next up on the winners-losers list, uh, what's the most offensive thing a coach has ever told you? Offensive? Yeah. Uh, I don't know of anything, anything ever offensive. You've never had a coach get in your face and say something that was kind of damning? or I've had some people get in my face, not like offensive. Though. I don't know if I felt anything was offensive. Okay. Uh, well, there was a head coach uh, <laughs> in particular. Head coach from the Netflix show Last Chance U. Yeah. After they had moved. Uh, Jason Brown, the no-nonsense community college football coach, tasked with turning around a team on the Netflix reality series Last Chance U, resigned Sunday, so last week, after he allegedly texted a German player, I'm your new Hitler. Whew. Sheesh. Heavy. Heavy, heavy stuff. That does not... Oh, God. It's a... Oh, my goodness. Brown, formerly the coach at Independence Community College in Kansas. Remember, they started out in Mississippi, and then they moved the show to Kansas. Uh, had talked about his future last summer before the show's season three premiere. I'll either be at Independence next year... I'll be at Alabama, or I'll be fired. He told SB. He then told SB Nation, "It's going to probably get ratings, I guess." Well, you got fired, so uh, <laughs> or no, he quit. Actually, excuse me, he didn't get fired, but you're you're unemployed. I don't know if Nick Saban actually Nick Saban could take you and re- resurrect your career, but uh, I don't know if he's gonna take the chance on a community college guy that was on a Netflix mm. series. I'm your new Hitler. Could there be a more tone deaf thing to say, especially to a German player? Like, FYI, coach, Hitler was Austrian. He just took over Germany. He took advantage of a weak yes, German, of yes. a weak political or German political system. Yes. So, uh, that doesn't make any sense to me. But he's a loser. Loser. For using that type of rhetoric. <laughs> Idiot. Idiot. Uh, next up on the winner's loser's list. Stop me if you've heard this before. There is another Dallas Cowboy suspended. <laughs> <laughs> Randy Gregory. PDs, right? I do not know exactly what it is. On uh, the juice. Uh, but apparently the Cowboys are going to stand behind him. He was suspended indefinitely. <coughs> you all right? Yeah. Indefinitely uh, for uh, uh, violating the substance abuse policy of the league. Oof. So I hate it, that. I hate that. This stay could off be something. Stay off the PEDs, bro. Well, I'm saying this could be something as minor as he took a hit of a blunt at a party. Oof. And that's stood in his, or that stuck in his system. Uh, it could be, you know, pulling an Odell Beckham Jr. and having a white powdery substance in a hotel room with a with a certain type of woman. Um, or it could be flat out, you know, steroids, per- performance enhancing drugs. Maybe there was something in his, in his protein powder that wasn't supposed to be there. I don't know. All I know is that this joins another long list of cowboy players that are cowboys that the organization itself is willing to take a chance on because they know that there's talent there. Does that um, sound like the Niners in the early 2010s? He had... He had six sacks in 2018, did not play in 2017, only had one sack in 2016. Uh, in his short career, it has not gone well for him. Not at all. I'm looking, I'm looking at his stats right now. The second-round draft pick oof. in 2015. 26 years old, man. Get your oof, life together. Oof, oof, oof. feel bad for him. I do, too. Still a loser, though. You failed the drug test. Yikes. You got to know those are coming. Uh... Possibly another loser here. Did you hear the big news today? No. Johnny Football. Oh, yes, I did hear is this. Is no longer in the Canadian Football League. 
The Montreal Alouettes have announced that they will be releasing Johnny Manziel. Very smart. And that he is banned from the CFL. Very smart. He's just banned. The CFL, I actually saw an interview today where it was the GM of the Alouettes talking, and a reporter asked, if the CFL had not made you cut him, would he still be on the team? And he said flat out, yes, he would be. So uh, it makes me wonder, was Johnny – uh, we can only is reckless speculation. Was Johnny doing something he wasn't supposed to, like drug wise? Was he violating some sort of, um, you know, terms of service that he had set with the CFL? Uh, was he flirting with possibility the, uh, the possibility of joining the XFL or the AAF? I tell you, question. I tell you right now, if Johnny Manziel joined the AAF, would you would that make you more inclined to watch that game? I would watch probably the first game after that. I would stop watching it. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. Um, that goes back to my hot takes earlier when I said that the combine will get more views than week four of the AAF. I agree. Um, but yeah, Johnny Football at the AAF. I, I think I'd give it a shot. Uh, I think that's probably his most realistic landing place. He's gonna be happy. He's gonna have to be happy playing for only a couple, you know, for a hundred thousand dollars because that's their pay scale. Um, but yes, unfortunate for Johnny Football. I didn't. Why? I'm not gonna. I'm gonna stop calling him Johnny Football for Johnny Manziel because uh, it didn't work out in Cleveland. It didn't work out at Hamilton. They traded him to Montreal. And then it was even worse at Montreal. I'm actually, I want to look up this stat line real quick of Johnny Manziel. That is, it's insane. Oh, well, I'm not going to find it fine, fast enough. There's a bunch of headlines saying that he should go to the AAF, which I think is really funny. I find that rather humor- humorous. Very funny. I think, it, I think it will work out for him. Uh, so, yes, in eight games played for the Montreal Alouettes. I hear he played in eight games? I yes. I even know he played that much. He threw for 1,290 yards and had five touchdowns and seven interceptions. So, not too great. Uh, and he didn't play for Hamilton at all. So, it did not work out there for him in the, uh, the CFL. All right. Uh, next, so I think that's that's safe to say. Johnny Manziel taking the L right there. Yes. Yes, big L. Big L for Johnny Manziel. All right. Last up on the winners losers list, we have a Tom Brady football card. So that's four hundred thousand dollars sold for four hundred thousand dollars. Crazy. It is one of one hundred that are made. <coughs> yep, that is crazy. So I ask you, um, a is this a winner or a loser? Uh, whoever had the card is a winner. Yes, whoever sold it is a winner. Whoever bought it, I question what is important to you. Or I mean, maybe you're a Tom Brady fan, so good for you there. Uh, what's the big? What's what's like the one trading card that you've had that you had in your life that you were most proud of? I was never a big card guy growing up. Neither was I. Never. Honestly, I collected Pokemon cards. I just I just did that because it was cool. That's the only reason why I collected those. I never never really collected any baseball cards. Maybe like the. The teams I liked back in the day were the Giants, or the, those ones that hand out before a game. Yeah. That was about it. When people lose their, you know, get all loosey-goosey about a rookie card, I'm just like, mm, okay, that's cool, you know? like Nerds. Yeah, give me an actual piece of memorabilia, you know? Pet, snake, tarantula kind of guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> actually, <laughs> really weird. Um, and uh, <laughs> call me off guard. It's pretty good. Yeah, give me, like... Like when you geeked out, what was how old were you when you got that that cup that Adam Morrison touched? Oh jeez, I was. That you said you dove on the ground for. Sixth grade. <laughs> yeah, so you were twelve. <laughs> yeah. Give me a cup that Adam Morrison drank from. Okay, 
I don't need the card. I don't care if it's autographed or not. I don't the Tom Brady rookie card. Okay. That's great. Like Flan said, nerd, go back to feeding your pet snake. Well, I think the reason why it was so big is only a hundred of them made, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of a big deal. That's but big. at the same time, still not enough to make me geek out or pay nearly half a million dollars for yeah. a card. Yeah. A card. A card. Let me say that again. A card. You better hope it's in that, that little... Uno fa- card. Yeah, that, that plastic, uh, that fancy plastic case. Because could you imagine if you paid $400,000 for a Tom Brady rookie card and like you, you're you just not paying attention one day and all of a sudden you come back and there's like a dog ear fold on the corner? Yeah. <gasps> oh, you just Lose lost... You, shit. You just lost literally $399,000 off yes. of that card being folded right there. Big time. So... Uh, yeah, not a big card guy. I'm trying to think of what was the mo- what was the Pokemon card that I was most proud of. I think I was probably most proud of like one of those hologram, uh, like Charizard. Oh, I had, a, I had a hologram Mewtwo. Is what I had. Oh, I okay, that's one. impressive. I was gonna, but not like a hologram. But, they, but, all, but it's all luck, though, isn't it? All like if you yes, open up, yeah, yeah, absolute all luck. But it was one of those cards where like if you held it up in the light, you just see the different colors that would come yeah. off of it. Yeah. So uh, that that's what I was. Did you ever play Digimon growing up? No, I never played that. Okay, that was big. I remember going to a uh, Reardon sports camp at Reardon High School down in San Francisco, and I forget the the kid's last name, but my homie Sean and I will still laugh about it to this day. This kid Paul, in between, so it was like it was just a general sports camp. So in the morning you'd play basketball, maybe some soccer. Then in the afternoon you'd play baseball or flag football. One of the t- you know they just keep you active yeah. the entire day during the summer. Uh, this kid Paul. During snack and lunch breaks, he would go into the locker room and and that no, wasn't Digimon. It was Yu-Gi-Oh. I take that back. He would play yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh right. cards with kids, and we'd walk by, and he would be screaming and geeked up and hella excited. And I was just like, man, I do not get that shit. I never, I never got any of that stuff. I, I collected. Remember, remember po- Joe High was a big Yu-Gi-Oh guy. I don't get it, man. I'm not hating on you guys for what you what cards you choose to collect. I collect some weird stuff too. I, at that time, I was just more about watching baseball tonight or ESPN and playing sports. I was never, I was never really into the whole game. Or thing. playing video games. Like I never yeah. played video games growing up. Oh, really? I just literally, literally like all my parents made me do was just sports and watch sports. See, when I was when I wasn't playing or watching sports, I was playing sports video games. Uh, I never, I never, I didn't get into the whole video game thing until pro- I think I was like, in, gosh, probably be third grade, third fourth grade. No, I mean that's right around the time that I was. I'm not oh. saying I was some six year old that was stuck in front of the TV. Well, p- well, Pokemon came around was when Pokemon came around. That was like kindergarten. And like so I was grade. still, I was still rocking with that stuff going into middle school. Uh, I mean, not I middle school, grammar school, I should say. I was in the Pokemon for like first grade now, and I stopped. Oh no, yeah, I was, I was all about it. Oh really? Yeah, I would even watch the show. That little that. Yeah, so remember Yu Gi Oh was Yu Gi Oh was going on when I was in eight years old. Cause my little sister was under eight, under six soccer. Or, yeah, yeah. Under six, I was eight years old when Yu-Gi-Oh. You were playing Yu-Gi-Oh cards. At her I never did game. Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, okay. I just kids would be playing. I'd be Watching. either running to the, the damn uh, playground or whatever, or playing soccer yeah. on the field. Amazing how you get dragged off that. Come support your sibling. And, and then, then I stopped. The play, then gym. I stopped playing sports. Then I got. Oh, I didn't stop. I just started getting stopped getting serious with sports. And I got fat. Ah. But then, when did you start hitting the gym heavy in college? Uh, it was the summer after high school graduation. But I, I, was so kinda, I got, I got, I got big though. That I got kind of, I went to t- got a two twenty five. I was working out, but I was eating whatever I wanted, and then I changed it January twenty twelve. 
So spring 2012 was a big year for me. I lost a lot of weight that year. <laughs> so you started working out as soon as we graduated high school. I was, I mean, I just, I knew it was gonna be bored. So I was going to the JC, like I needed something to do because I didn't have baseball anymore. So like yeah. I do CrossFit. Oh, okay. And then I, I, got, I started doing CrossFit a lot and started doing a bunch of Olympic lifting and stuff like that. Like I got stronger, but I didn't see any improvements in my body. And then I started doing like 24 hour fitness lifting there and stuff and saw a bigger that's difference. Good, that's good. Proud of you. I was, Thank you. I was up to much more nefarious things <coughs> at that age, uh, and then I've since cleaned my act up. But yes, yeah, I left call. I left high school. I still didn't. I didn't party till I went to Chico. I think I would go out for like a beer maybe like once every month or two. No, I was uh, maybe a, maybe over two months. At that I was time. a wild animal let out of its cage as soon as I graduated high school. Really, I didn't do any, like, I didn't bing. do I didn't do anything crazy for those four years at the JC. I didn't do anything. No, so it's literally just go to school, work out. And work. The, and then and then work all day Friday Saturday Sunday yeah mm. I literally had no life for four years here which is kind of when you look back at it now you gotta wonder if I kind of like think did I like just waste four years of my life no because now look where you are that's true like, I look at now where I am but I mean at the same time it's like I literally would just go to school do homework work out and then work on the weekends I had no social life. I'm pretty envious, man, because there are times where I put the emphasis on the social life, and it. I mean, sometimes I look back now, and I'm just like, "Ooh, what an idiot!" Like, yeah. you know, was that one year of was? I mean, not just the one year, but you know, were all those years of going out and frolicking and doing, you know, thinking that you're a big man everywhere, just like, ah, uh, okay. So, all right, that turned out to be a nice little therapy session right there. Um, all right, let's wrap. Yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe we're losers. I was a big loser for about four <laughs> yeah. years there. I was a big loser. But now we're on the winner's yeah, list, we're on the so winners it's, list it's all good. All right, let's wrap up the show with the uh, pop culture update. All right, so we said we were going to go to the pop culture update, but we lied. Tim Brown is now available post-haircut driving home. Tim, how are you doing? Great. I feel very honored to be uh, to be bumping pop culture for the second it's okay it's okay we we <laughs> you know much like there's audibles in football we can call an audible here um you know if you ca- I apologize to plan no you're all apologize good. to me for oh pop I like pop yeah yeah. Wow. yeah it's all good he can wait i know he's got the i know he's got the topics lined up if anything it buys him an extra second to go find some more ah perfect and we're very tolerant about this on a wednesday if it was a sunday night you would have gotten us and we would said nope sorry but <laughs> since it's a wednesday night it's episode 69 we're gonna make we're gonna make exceptions okay we'll call the audible <laughs> if you say so. Yes. All right, so hit us with your stat of the day. Uh, Sammy Sosa and Alex Rodriguez are bound together forever as the only players in MLB history to have 600 home runs and 2,000 or more strikeouts. What? I feel like at his current rate, John Carlos Stanton might be uh, knocking on that door by the end of his career. Yeah, I was actually surprised. I don't know how up-to-date the site was that I looked at, but I was surprised to see who has the most career strikeouts, honestly. Who has the most career strikeouts? Reggie Jackson. Oh, okay. Ooh. I would have never guessed. No, not guess at all. Ever. How many does he have? Uh, like, I can't remember. Oh, okay. 2,000, <laughs> some ridiculous amount. That's fine. I was yeah. like, oh, shit. I know he has 500 home runs, so that must be like a... Anomaly, but nope. Alex Rodriguez and Sammy Sosa both said, Excuse me, sir, can we join your club? <laughs> but, 
But uh, Reggie Jackson also knocked a ball clear out of what was that Detroit's old park at the All Star game back in what was that seventy six or something like that. So that's that's yep. okay. Yeah, that ball was never yeah, heard from right. again. Still in yeah, orbit. That was gone. Yeah. All right, Tim. Uh, while we have you here, there was some news that was made at the beginning of this week. Nolan Arenado of the Colorado Rockies is now officially the highest paid player in the majors this year. Move over. He's rich, Ma- <laughs> for, real, for real, move over uh, Manny Machado, move over John Carlos Stanton, Bryce Harper, and Drew Rosenhaus. You guys got to hit the drawing board again. Uh, is this something that the Rockies are going to regret? No. Why? I don't think so. The reason, I don't think, the reason why is because he's a fan favorite. And for Colorado to be able to secure him, just he's going to increase revenue outside you know how I look at it, too, for the players. Is what can they bring to your organization? Mm-hmm. And if he were to walk next season, oh, my goodness, he might be – I hate to compare it, but he might be like the LeBron James of baseball. I mean, if he would be – they've gotten so close to the World Series with him. He's a fan favorite. And if he just took off, it'd be like a stab in the back to any Colorado fan. He's got thirty. He's getting paid thirty-two million dollars last year. Again, playing in Rock or uh, Coors Field is a little bit of a nice buffer. But then again, the Yankees get to play at Yankee Stadium. He finished the year with thirty-eight home runs, only a hundred and twenty-two strikeouts, and he batted two ninety-seven. So uh, much better than John Carlos Stanton. And I'm trying to look at how many strikeouts did Bryce Harper have last year. Oh, he had one hundred and sixty-nine. So yeah, it's a better deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Plus, he is the best third baseman in the game. He definitely is. Yes. Defensively, that... he's, he's the best third baseman in the game. I mean, there's Chapman's good over in Oakland. Machado's good in San Diego. Turner's good. But there's no better third baseman defensively than Arenado in the game. Fair enough. I can't argue with that. I'm looking right now. How many errors did he make? I don't see. Oh, those are his hitting stats. Or batting stats. <laughs> Standard fielding. Errors. He uh, he only had 14 last year. Not too bad. Not bad at all. Never 14, had, really? I'm astonished by that number. He had, in his career so far, he's had 11, 15, 17, 13, 9, and 14. So, I mean, hey, that's good for him. And he turned think, 44 double plays. I'm pretty sure those are all uh, gold glove years too, right? Yes, yes. He well, he yeah, he's won a gold glove every year that he's been playing. Pretty darn good. Yes, I'll I'll agree to that. I would take him on the Dodgers. <laughs> I, I would take him on the Giants, but we can't we can't have him. Um all right. you got Eva. That's true. Well, I mean, I don't know about that I don't know about that contract, man. It's a lot of money into an aging player. It seems like the Giants were resorting back to their old ways before the championship run where it's like, hey, let's find the aging superstars that are still somewhat of a name. It was, you know, I remember talking to um to Flan and Billy about it when they signed McCutcheon and Longoria. Those were two names that I would have been juiced about had they signed them three years prior. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what uh uh, for what is it? For he to hear? Yeah. That the guys that knew. I think that's what he's going to bring to the Giants organization. Is that he's got that Tampa Bay state of mind where we're going to acquire talent, we're going to get a good farm system, establish guys from a young age, and 
we're going to develop players instead of signing these old wily veterans that could bring some grit, but you don't know what they really have. Yeah, you don't know what they have left in the tank. All right, uh, Tim, any parting shots or any comments that you'd like to make before we say goodbye and until next time on Sunday? Uh, yes, you're a jerk for ho hogging pop culture on Sunday. Oh. Not letting Flint shine. I know, I'm sorry. I, did. I don't know what we talked about on Sunday. Oh, the, right. The Oscars. Yeah, the Oscars. Yeah. The Oscars, a bunch of stuff. When Bradley there. Cooper and Lonnie, Lady Gaga just boned on stage. Well, they were about to. I really think, I wouldn't be surprised if that comes out. There was a, uh, there's, I guess something popped up on, uh, we're going to hint, we're going to tease pop culture right now. I saw a tweet today that said they're re-releasing uh, A Star is Born for uh, for a weekend at theaters, and it's going to include 14 minutes of bonus features. And I'm not going to lie, when I first read that tweet, I thought, oh, through, they threw their sex tape in there. <coughs> <laughs> nice. It, uh, published by Brazzers? Aha, <laughs> uh -huh. good quality, I quality. Do, I do not know. They use, they use premium cameras <laughs> for Brazzers. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God <laughs> damn it, man. <laughs> I mean, it's true. If you if you watch their videos compared to other videos, it's very it's premium quality. <laughs> Somebody invested in their cameras. Dude, they have like HD cameras or something. You'll get that porn. 4K you'll quality. Get the, you'll get the Pornhub drubs at the start of it. Oh, do, 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 yeah. <laughs> Brazzers. <laughs> All right. I think that's the only company that anybody can really name. And if you can name more than that, I'm proud of you. Uh, how about you're a film. You're a film critic. I, I wonder what, say, kind of, what, kind of, what kind of benefits do people that like work for Pornhub? What kind of benefits do they, like people like the actual like headquarters of Pornhub? They like, get premium for free. Free <laughs> premium. <laughs> <laughs> or do they, 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 do they get to like the, the porn stars come in? They get like a, they get their own little like fr they get a free. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Do not objectify <laughs> those young women and, and men. Okay. I no. mean, uh, they get free premium. Free trial toys. <laughs> oh god! Oh, there you go. I didn't yeah. think of that. Pre-screening is this is this worthy yeah, enough get, for the website? Yeah, you get, you get a new flashlight every week. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that rate you're just tearing through them. <laughs> Could you imagine the type oh, of libido my. you have to have to work there? <laughs> Put on the LinkedIn. <laughs> uh, oh my god! If you're looking for another production company, Tim, this is just one that I've heard from other friends. How about Naughty America? That'd be okay. Naughty America. <laughs> I've heard of them. Yeah, I can, I think I can list a few now that I think about it. If I really hard in my brain. I was going to say, nothing, <laughs> nothing I'd be proud to repeat right now, but yeah. Yeah, uh, there's titles I can list off, that's for sure. No, it's, <laughs> that makes me think <laughs> of a dodgeball. Just Backdoor Sluts 9 uh, and Mona Lisa Smile, just talking about the, uh, the, <laughs> the overdue movies. Uh, I love that movie. Oh, that's, that's not me. I didn't, I didn't write those. Yeah, well, <laughs> all right. Uh, thank you, Tim, and uh, we will hear from you again on Sunday. Uh, absolutely. Can I spo possibly spoil something? Sure, go ahead. On your show, or unless you already talked about it, did you uh, see that lady behind the desk at, I think it was the TNT, the NBA down T TNT, her LeBron sign, what it said? Uh, oh, no, 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 no. It was the woman who said LeBron's going to ruin the Lakers like he did, um... He's going to ruin Space Jam. Yes. The way that he ruined the Lakers. Yes. Yeah. Hot takes. You know what? I agree with her. I agree, I agree too. I'm associated. Yeah. Oh, I'm just waiting for their uh, Kevin Hart announcement to be this little sidekick guy. I just want to know who the Monstars are going to be. Well, who's to say that it's, it's going to be? It's going to be Durant, Curry, Draymond. Yeah, it's just going to be the Warriors, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
No, I think you throw Bo Vaughn in there, too, just because you got to have someone to replace Timothy, uh, or not Timothy Bradley, but Sean, Sean Bradley. Bradley. Yeah. Well, we're saying yeah. this we're saying this like it's going to be a shot-for-shot shot remake, but, I mean, the premise behind Space Jam 2 is it's got to be, you know, he's got to do an intergalactic game it's somewhere. Gonna, I think so. it's going to be a lot like the whole Hangover 1 to Hangover 2 thing where it's, like, basically the same premise, just different. Different setting. Yeah. In, a, in another Looney Tune galaxy. Yeah, yeah. LeBron this time. I want to know how he's going to get sucked into the galaxy. because He's MJ, sucked into a bottle of wine. MJ, yeah, right. Yeah. He'll be in the shop. They'll be on the set of the of the shop talking to somebody, and he'll go to take some more sips of vino, and he'll look down the bottle, and he'll just get sucked in the bottle. Sorry, spoiler alert for anybody who's paying attention. I like it. I enjoy <laughs> I, I think that would be a good one. <laughs> All right. All right, Tim. Uh, until next time, thank you very much, sir. Thank you, guys, and have a wonderful evening. Bye, Tim. Bye, Tim. Plan more than Jeff. Okay, oh, that you, hurts. Tim. Yeah, well, he's still got to hit the gym tonight, so he's going to need it. Bye, that. Tim. Right. Hope you find oh, your friends. Another, another spoiler today. Jeff dressed up as an NASCAR. I did. I did. I will. I'll, All, right, I'll, bye. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye. Have a good one. Bye, Tim. All right. I did dress up like a NASCAR today. He picked on me. Uh, I got a new rain jacket that is uh, basically just, just well, not a rain jacket, but like a windbreaker that's just a walking advertisement for Polaroid cameras. Uh, but I got it on sale at TJ Maxx. So I feel like if like, you get a windbreaker, it's like kind of bright, loud colors. It has to, yeah. Well, it's a black windbreaker, and then it's got, you know, the rainbow down by the pouch where, like, yeah. you know, your hands go. And then it's basic. it just says Polaroid right around the chest. If you want a nice windbreaker, it's expensive. It is. That's why I was pumped. I got this one for 30 bucks at TJ Maxx. I went to, when I was at Nordstrom's, they had uh, windbreakers for $110 Nike yeah. ones. Like, holy crap. Crap. Astronomical, yes. No, no, thank you for me. That's why I had to. I had to buy it on the deal. Um, we need a pop culture now. Uh, yeah. Let me cue up the uh, the music for it. Time for the pop culture update. Thank this you. time for real. Are you are you stupid? It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. I tell you, it just doesn't matter. 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 But we're gonna talk about it anyway. Why? Well, because it's on the news. That's why. Or it's in the news. That's why. Uh, Flan, as Tim noted, I hogged the pop culture segment last episode, so I'm going to let you bat lead off uh, today. Fantastic. I got one thing for pop culture. Uh, okay. I got one thing. Bring in the heat. What is it? Uh, my favorite. I'm not a big rom com guy. Okay. No, not rom. Not rom. It's not comedy at all, but I'm not a big dr- uh, drama, rom- romantic movie guy. Mm hmm. But, but I will say there is one movie that tugs on my heartstrings. That's The Notebook. Oh, The Notebook. And they have an alternative ending on Netflix for it. Really? Have you seen The Notebook? Uh, no, actually. I haven't. Let me tell you the ending. I know most of the references. Does he actually go back to the? Because the the notebook is serves as the time machine, right? They like put it in a mailbox or something like that, and they go no, to see. No, the it. notebook's basically it's it's the one the so it starts out these two old people, oh. and you start the movie off and you think it's just some random guy reading this girl a book. Uh, and they're old, and she is, I think she has, like, I don't know, she has, what's the one that you, you don't remember anything? Dementia? Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's. Whatever. So, yeah, Alzheimer's. And so, uh, so she doesn't remember the guy who's her husband, but mm-hmm. he reads this book, and every once in a while when he reads the book, she'll, like, come back for, like, five minutes. Oh. And she'll remember who he is. And um, so he reads the book, and the ending is sure coming back for five minutes, and it's all of a sudden her not knowing who he is all of a sudden. And then it also ends with them like passing away side by side with each other. Very, very uh, gut wrencher, tear jerker. But I haven't seen the ending of it. But supposedly it's a completely different ending. It's very happy. 
Or maybe she just comes back to complete. Oh, so this time it's going to be a happily ever after type deal. Well, they've already released it on Netflix. So they just changed it. And I guess it's drawing a lot of outrage on Twitter. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I had no idea. I came soon to find out that I had no idea what I was talking about. And no, I have not seen The Notebook. But that's you should watch one, it. It's that's the one, one with Ryan Gosling, right? That's where my love for Rachel McAdams began. Mm. Oh, she is so good. She's gorgeous. Now, what a power me. couple. All right. Uh, Rachel McAdams, you ever watch this or listen to this podcast, <laughs> hit me up. 707. No, I'm just <laughs> At Brendan of SR5. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see it right here on the on the Twitter thing. Netflix's alternate ending of The Notebook has some fans scratching their heads. <gasps> you would be that some fan. I guess, but I haven't watched it yet. Okay. So. Well, you will be led scratching your head then. We'll see. What I'm seeing from this. What's the Bachelor update, Jeff? Uh, I don't know because I didn't watch it. The, Why not? I thought you were the Bachelor expert No, the here. girlfriend is studying for the NCLEX right now. So ah. we did not. That was our thing where we'd watch it together, and she needed to study because her test is on tomorrow, Thursday. Oh, so if she's listening. Luck. If she's listening to this, good luck. Good luck, babe. You'll be fine. You knock it right out of the park. Isn't she, it a really hard test? It's a very hard test. It's like the bar for nurses. Oh. So, but she's been studying hard. She's been whooping ass. She said... Uh, she feels slightly overwhelmed by the amount of information she has to learn. There's like a possibility of like three thousand questions that could pop up. Damn. Because you got to know about the human body, but she'll be fine. She's a smart cookie. I know my body. She's a tough and a <laughs> smart cookie. She knows mine too. Ayo. Oh. All right. Um. Okay. So next up on the pop culture update, uh, Jordan Woods, Kylie's ex friend, if you will. May I ex? I don't know. What would you call her? Servant? Servant slash friend? Because she was the one who was raising that kid. Uh, hints that she'll be discussing the Tristan Thompson scandal with Jada Pinkett Smith. I had no idea that Jada Pinkett Smith had a uh, had like a podcast or a show or something like that. Anyway, she'll be going on there. She's gonna spill the tea. She's gonna talk about what happened, even though we already know what happened. You got promiscuous with your best friend's sister's guy. Like, <laughs> what else is there to talk about there? Uh, nobody cares if you actually had feelings for him or not because he was taken. So, um. Oh, wow. Okay, here's popping up. I didn't even know about this. Breaking news. Uh, Katy Perry reveals that her engagement to Orlando Bloom included a helicopter. Did you even know that those two were engaged? Um, I found out like a week ago, but I didn't know they were even a thing. Wow. I thought those both of them fell off the face of the earth. I was going to say, Orlando... Well, Orlando Bloom fell off the after after Lord of the Rings. When he, or actually, actually, after Pirates. Pirates of the Caribbean, bro. Come on, off. yeah. He um, had a bigger role, though, in Lord of the Rings. I had no idea that those two were even together. I mean, I don't really pay attention to this stuff, but, uh, oh, my goodness. All right, that's a shocker. Good for them. I hope it, I He hope is set for life, though. Lord of the Rings and Pirates of the Caribbean. Those are some, that's a power trio. She doesn't have to make any more movies ever. She you honestly. Those six movies, you're set for life. She could honestly never make any more music, and I'd be fine about it. <laughs> yeah, dig. She um, was, she has some. She's some slappers in the late 2000s. I was just being facetious, but yeah, early 2010s. Do you I remember what was that, that song? J one. What was that the song? Kanye one? The Alien song. What was that one that they played as we walked off stage at graduation? Do you Firework. ever feel like a plastic Firework. bag? Yeah, that sucks. My sister got to walk to uh, that song uh, in, from Matilda on my way. Ooh, that's, a, on that's my way. a weird one. What? It's <laughs> a weird one to walk to. It's on my way. Like, on my way out of here. Oh. Yeah, it was appropriate. Very nice. Um, okay, last up on the pop culture update. Celebrating 23 years of Pokemon on Pokemon Day, because we were just talking about them earlier. Flan, favorite Pokemon? Pikachu. <laughs> okay, not named Pikachu. Oh, Charizard. Okay, you're a fire guy, huh? Fire. Fire. <laughs> yep, I love fire. Let's say, uh, it's kind of bar to spit. I'm not going to lie, I like the Squirtle. Oof. Like squirting, 
Uh, well, no. <laughs> um, sure. Uh, no, just because I thought he had the dopest evolution of. Um, he went from a badass. He was like a, a huge, like yeah. To think. Blastoise. Yeah, whatever the hell um, that was. Uh, he went from uh, Squirtle to Wartortle to. Uh, what was the mud one? The uh, there's the what muck. Just, no, it was like was it muck? It was just muck. Well, there was one that had like a face and just like literally just mud. Yeah, that was muck. There was a couple that the creators of Pokemon you could tell just got really lazy with, or just got really high. Like with. Ditto. Like Ditto. Yeah. Oh, what if we just yeah. yeah? Could you imagine that think experiment? Just, <laughs> dude, what if we had a Pokemon that Seriously. could like mimic other Pokemon? Seriously. And then the other guys just like, dude, I second that idea. What are we gonna call him? And then the other ones just. How about how about Ditto? <laughs> like Ditto, you know, like I concur, bro. Really reaching for that one. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm sure that's exactly how it went down. Frame yeah. for frame remake, right Seriously. there. Seriously. So, uh, yes, Pokemon Day is the official celebration of the franchise and takes place on the anniversary of its original release. Pokemon Red and Green were first released in Japan on February 27th, 1996. Did you ever play those games on either a console or a uh, Game Boy? Um. I played on Game Boy, not on console though. Oh yeah, I played on Game Boy all the time. I was a uh, I played Pokemon Red and I played Pokemon Blue. I did not mm. get I did not play Pokemon Green and I had a neighbor growing up one time that had a Pokemon Yellow where you started out with Pikachu rather yeah. than having to pick between Squirtle, Charmander, and um, Bulbasaur. Yeah. So that was the standard ones that you'd pick. Yeah, that one you got to start with Pikachu. That was pretty dope. Oof. He let me borrow it for a little time, nice. a little bit. That was Very that was cool. cool. Uh, did you ever play Pokemon Go? No, never, never played it. Never I, played I, it. I hand up, I fell victim. I Oof. played it for a while. I was definitely like that. I wasn't like that guy in Japan who rides around on a bike with like 30 different phones. Have nah, you, have you seen that? People. I hate those people. Well, you haven't met him, so you can't <laughs> hate him. He's a little obnoxious, but yeah. He rides a bike around Japan, I believe. And Nerd. He's literally got a, 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 a contraption rigged up to his bike where he'll bike for like 10 feet, stop, and then he's just playing. He's got 30 different phones. Jeez. And he loves Pokemon so much that he just goes off and he's just constantly catching Pokemon. That's I guess he's caught them all. So a stretch. I mean, you know, there's more productive things to do with yourself. But he was an older gentleman, so as long as he's getting his exercise in on the bike and he's doing something that he loves and he's not bothering anybody, you know what? Sure that. By sure all that. means, have fun with the Pokemon. All right, anything else that you'd like to contribute, sir? No. <laughs> no? Okay. I'm good. What's at the gym tonight? Uh, I'm not going to the gym. I'm going to pick up my grandpa. Oh, my goodness. I lied to Tim. Okay. Uh, where's grandpa flying in from? He's flying in from... Uh, uh, he's flying in from... Fort Lauderdale. Grandpa Vic, right? Yeah. First base coach, Grandpa Vic. Yeah. First base coach, of course. I remember those days. Hell yeah. The Rica Valley Little League Braves. Hell yeah. Because we go back. <laughs> All right. Good times. Uh, where did you say he was flying in again? Fort Lauderdale. Ooh. Ooh. So tell him how, are you going to tell him how Florida, or he could tell you how Florida was. Yeah. He, uh, Heard it's lovely this time of year. It's better than it was here. Oh. Oh. Oh, my goodness. D-Wade just beat the dubs on a buzzer beater. Oh. On a crazy buzzer beater. On a crazy buzzer beater. You know what? Good for him, though. Good for D-Wade. Look, at even Katie and Steph are like, ah, that shit's wild. You know what? That's good. This is this is Dwayne Wade's swan song. I really don't think this team – yeah, Draymond's like, whatever. I really don't think this team is going to make the playoffs anyway, so let them have it. Uh, I really liked Clay's response after they lost to the Rockets. <laughs> And he said, well, we beat them in the postseason, so that's when it matters. I know we talked about that last episode, yeah. but stuff like this is great to watch because look at look at the heat. That's a great vintage Dwayne Wade moment on his send-off. Even Steph knows, eh, you know. But, um, yeah, there's they're not going to equate to much more. Did he actually get it off? Let's see. 
Stutters pulls back Iggy on him. He loses the ball. Waiters kicks it back to him, and he's wide open. Oh, Katie looked like he almost fouled. Yeah. Oh. Now he got oh, that yeah, thing off. It got off. blocked by Jordan Bell, and he caught it and threw it back up. That's insane. You know what? Good for good for D Wade though. I like D Wade. I was listening. I do too. His game just aged terribly with the uh, with the modern <laughs> with the way the league plays. Bless you. Thank you. I was listening to the Lebetard show, and they talk about this all the time. They just wanted a vin- they just want vintage D Wade moments. That's all they want is something to go out on a high note for. Yeah. And good for him. We'll see who the jersey exchanges with. He exchanged it with Curry the last time they were in Oakland. I want to see what's going on. Did you? What's up with D Wade's uh, braids? I didn't know he had hair long enough to get braids. I don't know. You're starting to lose me with this with this whole thing. So if we should wrap it up. Okay, sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, yes. So for the haters and losers, of which there are many. Go fuck yourself. Until next time. Jesus. I'ma cop that easy. Run the spot for some chops. I'm about that greasy. Shorty coming to the spot, but no bleep, don't tease me. I think she hang around the click trying to get on TV. I know I'm talked about a lot when I'm gone, don't see me. Trust the process, man. I'm going Joel and Beasy. I'm a boss like Rick Ross. I'm a go no keeper. Freestyling, got a wet. That's a LA leaker. Guess who's coming out your eardrum and your speaker? I met the parents and they impressed how I treat her. Bag on passenger side, sting Ray two seater. Randy Johnson with the flow, got glow, got heater. really do you bad when you lit they really do you bad when you wit i came in here sad represent i took a different nav i'm a pit i'm about to make it out of the pit while they foul i'm a hit from the line here and switch from my crown to the shin dick now they a miss when i'm gone nigga bitch don't call that's a tip i'm about to walk around with my shit i never heard it down to the dips Always out of town for the glitz, hundred miles for the trip. For my style, that's a chip, yeah. Niggas at the house doing whips. Stoop kids, and we vibe to be next. I ain't have to rock a dial while the flex. See the glam, you see flex. I got diamonds and flesh, nigga. Friends turn to sketch, niggas real fast. Life can't prep you on it's like a meal plan. Shorty said to come through, but she still playing. I got bills, nigga, too, that I'm still paying. really do you bad when you lit they really do you bad when you wit i came in here sad represent i took a different nav i'm a pit